welcome to the Sports Carnage Podcast, presented by Detroit Sports Nation, featuring Paul Roshan, A.J. Riley, Ryan Griffin, and Matthew Bassett, bringing you the most arrogant takes on the planet straight to your ears. We don't promise to always be right, but we promise to act like we are. What up, webheads? Along with Paul Roshan, Ryan Griffin, Dylan Bear. I'm Matt Basson. Welcome to Sports Carnage. Uh, week 14 of the NFL is in the books. Dylan, your Bears got one hell of a big win at home over the Texans. Absolutely romped Ooh. all over them. And Paul, Ryan, uh, our Lions did exactly what the inkling Paul and I thought they might do, and they snuck in the back door for the cover, but they didn't Greek win the football. Style. <laughs> Did you say good? Nah, but they did hurt they did hurt Stafford in the process. Well, isn't that every Sunday? <laughs> and now hopefully he gets shut down the entire year and then we lose out again. Oh lovely. And they we'll didn't just they didn't just picks. hurt Stafford. They hurt our beautiful center. Yeah, your your center got punched in the throat and almost died. How do you fracture yeah. a throat? You get yeah, punched I, in the throat. I legit thought you I'm had to have a bone for it to fracture. That yeah. was not covered in pre-med. I can't answer that question. <laughs> I, dro- I dropped out before me, before we learned about that. Um, no, and he played the rest of the game, and yeah, I did. think that's very, oh, no, very no. Okay, wonderful. there was a detail that I heard on the radio today that's freaking insane. So, you know, the center is usually the ones to, to kind of call out the protections or whatever, right? Apparently, yeah, yeah. Uh, according to um, uh, Chase Daniel, he said... That the guards, because Ragnow had the issue, the guards were the ones calling the protections. Oh, because <laughs> he literally couldn't. He couldn't talk, talk. It's or couldn't crazy. at least not loud enough. Yeah, that's insane. Well, props to Frank Ragnow for having the oh, soul I know. of a hockey player right. playing through an injury, <laughs> as opposed to being like a football player and just hobbling off the field. Insane. <laughs> It's it's weird, like, we talked about this the last couple weeks. The Lions were kind of in this uh, placeholder of hope because we fired everybody and we don't know what the future holds, but it can't be worse than we've had. And it, it's cool, like, not that he fractured his throat, but just <laughs> thinking about, like, that that's one of our building blocks, right? Like, right. so he is one of our very, very few good players he's genuinely a good football player uh he is a pro bowl candidate which pro bowl is not like that big of a deal but how many how many how many pro bowl caliber players are on our team have been on our team not very many so and he's young he was one of the very very few good draft picks by bob quinn one of the very few draft quick draft picks of bob quinn's that i liked i was like hey and, no, and a lot of people didn't because people are of this belief that you don't take a center in the first round, which is absurd and dated and dumb. But that's a lot of people in general, uh, as Dylan would say about old white men. But <laughs> it's – I just – and I love you. By the way, Dylan's back, guys, uh, if you haven't noticed. Um, very, very exciting Matt times. Matt said it Dylan. twice, so. <laughs> yeah, but I wasn't listening when Matt said it. God. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Um, no, I'm just – it's funny because, like, we lost the game. Stafford gets hurt. And I'm not even, like, upset. I'm, like, excited for the future. And that seems, like, super weird. But, but I don't think I'm – I don't think I'm alone. Like, so we lose the game. We watch the Bears win. Our draft position's increasing. As Matt alluded to, or Ryan, maybe – 
Maybe Stafford sits the rest of the season, right? Maybe we lose more games because he's not playing. And you get to see whatever talent we have, which is not very much, but we get to see really what we have and what pieces we can expect to be around going forward and that are going to be building blocks and what pieces are just here until the new GM brooms literally turns over the entire roster over the next three years. Ragnar is one of those pieces and he can sit the rest of the year as far as I'm concerned. Like we don't need him out there getting beat up and not being able to call protections. And I'm sorry, Chase Daniel. Uh, You might have to get hit a couple more times a game. He's used to it. Trust me. Trust me. You're a backup playing for the Lions. It's it's not going to be pretty. It's going to be a bad time. So, no, I just – it's weird coming off a loss where we had to score late to get the touchdown cover. And I'm optimistic. I'm not, like, sad. And I don't know if it comes from the news this week. As we know, we hired my my arch nemesis – we hired him to help steer the organization in the right direction. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm talking about uh, Spielman, legendary, if you are very uh, loose with that word, linebacker for the Detroit Lions. Hey, he's, hang uh, on. He's a, he's a local legend. He is. Yeah. Local legend. He's a local there you legend. go. Little, is, there you go. You, you can, can use you name a better linebacker that we've had in the last 30 years? DeAndre Levy. Maybe. In his prime, absolutely. In his for prime, like three sure. Years. So for, well, for, the, for that's the problem. Spielman had like a twelve-year career for a yeah. long time, but three years Boss, of th- three years of Levy was Ernie pretty Sims. exceptional. Um, but I knew that question was coming. I had a feeling. I knew I was gonna get. I, I everyone that knows me knows I don't like Chris Spielman very much. Um, well, he's, he's a kind of a bitch. Ma- he he's team. he's kind of a bitch-made man that couldn't even make his own decisions. And as an adult, he had to carry daddy's balls around to make decisions for him. Wait, whoa, and whoa, then, whoa, whoa, whoa! I I hope you tread okay. lightly with that because like. Uh, Uh, references was he was and this is listen i want to be clear it is the principle of this to me not the outcome because i I wasn't alive so it made no difference to me but it is absolutely the principle to me he was signed sealed and delivered going to michigan until daddy literally said no you're going to ohio state and then he made the call like at that time it's a, pathetic. A good ass decision. It's absolutely pathetic. You're 18 years old, and Daddy's telling you where know. you're going to okay, spend okay, the next. Okay, okay, hold on. Not pathetic at 18 years old. And that also, you're going to like the most important decision in your life that you've got it all wrapped up. You've you've spent years Jesus. figuring okay. this out, meeting with coaches, visiting campuses. You think at 18? No. Yeah, you listen to the this adults. This is not important. This is not bitch important made because man. You, you can't call him a bitch or pathetic because he watched his wife die for 10 years. And that was like that's the reason why he was out of football, why he was doing the broadcasting, all that. Like I, I, I don't want to go through the details because it's super sad. But you can, you can't like go at this man with these words because that so is not what is, I described. It him is as. terrible what he no, had I, to do. I, but I, I bet his dad I, told I him to take care of his wife. I, I don't recall <laughs> personal tragedy. Tragedy, excusing you from being a bitch. You also don't recall um, having a father strategy. as a teenager, so you wouldn't oh, understand. Well. Listen, having one and having an appropriate one are oh, are different my. entities. That was um, no, it's no, that's fine. It's fine. We all know the situation. It's not a big deal. It's wonderful. Oh, I'm I'm sad now. Hang on. L- let me let me clarify on that. What I'm saying is you had to grow up quicker. Not everyone has to grow up quicker by the age Yo. of 18. 
Hello. That's fair. That's fair. We'll have I, I was actually out of the house and in college at have... 17 making my own decisions, but, you, you know, go. I'm not Chris Spielberg. Right. So. Look, look, Alicia's the same way. Alicia grew up a hell of a lot quicker than I ever had to. I am much more the child in the situation. But when you are an 18-year-old child, generally, you don't make good decisions. Listen, I've, I've, right. seen, I've, I've seen Daddy Basson's pad. You're allowed to be a child as long as you want. But uh, and what I'm trying to say is like you're disparaging him for the hardest decision ever. He did that is first off just not true. It, see, this is and not it, it, it. So the thing is, it's not like it's, also a decision it's not he like, like he, he took input. <laughs> uh, well, that's not the only reason I despise him. He took. It's not like he oh, took see, input on this and came to a hard decision. So, he, like he spent all this time and made a decision. He was done. He made the decision and. His dad literally said, no, the most formative and most important years of your life that determine your entire future, where you're going to play football in college. And he's, you let your dad say, no, and, you make the wrong decision. And it turned him decision. into an outstanding man. Every single person who's ever met with everything he's gone through, like, I just, I'm sorry. Like, you're, you, what you're tr- saying does Tragedy not does up. not excuse you from being a bitch. Yeah. Okay. But that doesn't make him a bitch by listening <laughs> it's not, to dad. It's not how that works. Right. Well, yeah, not even just that, but, like, I like this is a person Especially who, when it worked. It, okay, I'm done with this Ohio State shit because this has, honestly, no... Well, I was trying to move on, but you guys won't stop. Because it's wrong, but it's fine. We're moving past it. It's All right, moving exciting. on from that, he <laughs> had an exciting. okay career with the Lions, and then... Okay, it's all pro three times. And then... So what do you consider Barry what? Sanders who didn't break Walter Payton's record because it was like his dad's favorite football player? <laughs> a bitch? So apparently God, Barry Sanders stupid science bitch. Whoa. Whoa. That is... No, that is... Choosing where you're going to literally spend your chance at a future and not breaking a record because you're humble and don't really give a shit are two entirely different things. Oh, so it matters uh-huh. on what you listen to your dad about. This is so unimportant to him doing it a is. good job of the line. I was trying to, I was trying to get to the next point. But I point. don't need I don't need a categorical we d- we breakdown of the first point. The Lions have hired two bitch-made men to take right. over their front like, My god. <laughs> You guys need to chill. <laughs> That's what you led with. Hot take city. I made one comment up. and Matt took exception to it, and then we had no. to flesh it out for no reason. I took exception. To I did for no. Oh, I'm sorry. You, you took exception to it. To I didn't plan on discussing this. I wasn't gonna bring it up. Hey, I just I made my comment. You were the one. Hours as an eight-year-old waiting for both of their autographs inside the Silverdome, and I have both their. Well, autographs. Well, th- I somewhere. hope you ripped it up. <laughs> uh, anyway. Sit the uh, over this, over all of it. Like it, I don't give a shit. Can we, College, can we get to present day the Lions, whatever. Instead of present day, what all of us have seen him do, other than Matt, because it wasn't shit on the field, because we were dead or in diapers. Um, you weren't dead. Uh, you weren't I mean, alive I was, yet. I was, I There's a dead. difference between That's dead sure. and not alive yet. Eh. <laughs> Is a difference. God damn. You had to be living to be dead. You weren't alive yet. There's a difference. I, is, this is dark. I, I don't, don't know. know. That's Come accurate. Cap, you you want to hear dark? Maybe Spielman heard about Dr. Anderson. And he said, eh, I don't think so. All right, that was pretty good, actually. I'm not going to lie. That was pretty good. Listen, what if his dad knew? And he was so, he respected them so much, he's, he's not even going to tell him. But he says, you know what? You don't want to go there. <laughs> he said, what won't happen to my kids? You don't want, you don't want your pee-pee touched, so you're not allowed to go to Michigan or Notre Dame. 
Those are okay. No, that's why you avoided Penn State back then, not Michigan and Notre Dame. Our, what is this? This has <laughs> nothing to do with the exciting. This this story. All right. I so today, today, up until very recently, well, actually, he might still be doing. I have no idea. He's a he's a broadcaster. He broadcasts NFL games, right? He is terrible. He's so goddamn awful. NFL games at or it. college games or both? I thought it was college games. Lions games. He literally. What are oh, you the, talking no, about? He, he broadcasts no, he, he Lions, Lions for a little bit. Games. He did college for a little bit. He and is then he so mind numbingly awful in the booth. He's terrible, man. Well, you're right. I forgot that all the GMs were great broadcasters. I didn't say top. he's not a GM. What he's, he's not. We didn't assistant. hire him as GM. He's not an assistant GM. No, he's the assistant to the whatever the fuck. He's the he literally to the regional GM. He literally himself said, "I'm not having anything to do with football operations." Like he's not. He's just going to help. So what is he there for? To open like, up Myers for fucking for the Lions? <laughs> he's going to basically new Meyer located across the street from the football stadium. I think he's going to play the buffer between ownership and the actual football That's people because the, the ownership is a good ownership thing. does it is a good thing. Ownership doesn't know anything about football, which is fine. We talked about this before. Owners are business people. They don't need to know anything about football people. Yeah, they but just I need would to hire the right owners football aren't people. Aren't even business people, so. They they run one of the largest corporations in the world. What? They they inherited it. They do not know how to actually create and run one. Create? No, I would very much defy that they don't know how to run one. Why are we talking about this right now? Because if, what we're, is if, you're, gonna, if you're gonna get off topic from 1985, <laughs> I'm I not the one trying to get off topic. I didn't ask the questions. I made one comment, and you guys are like, why? I mean, it was. I mean, it's, a, it's a pretty strong comment. Yeah, I just true. said he was a bitch. For for a decision he made at 18 years old, back when no, Andy's a terrible phones. broadcaster and he whines. But why does him being a good broadcaster not affect? You're whining right account? now. What do you mean? That's true. Also, <laughs> it's 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 the combination of the two. I don't like him. I do not like Chris Spielman. That's I feel it. like you're it's being simple. biased, though. Like I, I like I think he's going to do very what? well with the job he's no, going to do. I didn't say it's not. I okay. actually like the what decision to bring in a guy job? who played football. What is his job going to be? He, so Paul I believe said he's the middleman. I, I think he's a buffer. Like he's not yeah. going to make he's not gonna scout. He's not gonna suggest players to draft, but he's gonna be the buffer, I think. This is my my projection between ownership and the people actually making football decisions and being able to also explain what's going on to ownership in, in a better way. So you have so like Bob Quinn was obviously who ownership leaned on the last handful of years, right? Correct. So when you're trying to make a decision, if, if you're trying to figure out if Bob Quinn is making the right decision, if Bob Quinn is taking you in the right direction, who do you have to ask those questions? Bob Quinn. Like Bob Quinn is explaining to you his vision and what's going on. Well, he's trying to save his ass, right? Yeah. Having a guy like Spielman that's your middleman that can tell you, listen, like I get this, but – He's whiffed here. He's whiffed there. This was a bad decision. Like, maybe we want to cut bait. We haven't had that. It's been ownership that doesn't know football direct to GMs. Who doesn't having, know football? <laughs> who do, that's true. Who doesn't know football? Having a middleman that understands the sport but isn't actually making the decisions makes – he's only in the best interest of the Lions. And he's yeah. not trying to save anyone's job. 
He's just trying to help make the Lions good. And by his broadcast career, he very clearly wants what's best for the Lions. Oh, very much clearly. (laughs) So, as much as I dislike Chris Spielman, I actually think he's great for this role. And I think think it is a stroke of brilliance that Lions ownership made this move. Because they didn't have to make this move. They've never done it before. They've never had anyone like him in a role like this. And they decided, hey, what we've done forever hasn't worked. Maybe we should kind of literally create a new position and see if that helps out. And I think it very well can. And I again, it's part of, to me, I said, let's not judge Sheila until she actually does things. This is doing something. And I think it's a step in the right direction. Does it mean everything's going to work out and be awesome and we're going to win a Super Bowl? No. But how is this not a positive step? I think the best, easiest way I could translate what this what this move means is you're not going to have a Jeff Okuda situation happen again. Can you, for our listeners that might not know, talk about you know what you're talking about with Bob with Bob Quinn and Okuda? So forever, basically, once y'all got the third pick, the uh, Jeff Okuda was linked to the Lions right. for at least three months. I I would say maybe more. And so basically the point of having Spielman there, if he had been there when this would happen, just again, hypothetically, if it happens in the future, is that during that process, he will tell ownership, hey, this is what the GM is thinking. And then he can also tell them whether that's good or bad. I think he will make value judgments in that way. And then if ownership is like, that doesn't seem like a good idea, why would we do that? Spielman can then go, hey, ownership doesn't like this idea. Draft Tua or whoever, you know. Again, just as an example, that is what could have gone down instead. That's why this is a good thing to me. You will have someone who can make value judgments on the GM's job. I just well, he's just out here snitching on people. I basically, <laughs> basically I the but for the betterment of the franchise, and that's that's right. the important key. It's not not from a business perspective so. or saving jobs perspective. Strictly for well, that's what he's going to try. Strictly for the betterment of the franchise, and I love it. Like it, it can't hurt. It cannot hurt to. He's not the one actually making I mean, the it, decision. It could, but hurt. he's a guy who understands football that can help in, independently. Not beholden to anyone in the team. Because, like, if, if who are they going to – before now, so what, they're going to go to Rob Wood and ask him right. if they should terminate Bob Quinn like Rob no, Wood knows jack shit about football? They're going to exactly. go to Patricia and say, hey, why aren't things working? Do you think Bob Quinn's doing a good job? Like, who do they go with in the organization before this role is created? I think it can only be good. I don't think it can possibly backfire in any way. And it's – I think it's part of – so we talk, have talked about, and I know Matt has hammered on it so much, and it's so cliche at this point, but the Fords are too patient with people, right? They give you too much rope, and far past when it's clear things aren't working, you still have a job and we're just digging a further hole. I think if things go well, this prevents that. If we, if we hire, say, Lewis Riddick, and he... Lance Riddick. Lance Reddick, yeah. Um, if we if we hire Riddick like people want, well, he's green and we don't know what we're going to get, but maybe he's awesome, but maybe after three years it's clear that he's garbage and he can't draft at all. At that point, after three years of him being bad, traditionally the Fords aren't going to fire him at that point. But maybe with Spielman there, he says, no, I mean, this is terrible. You can't draft at this rate and succeed or be anywhere close to success. He's had three years. Now it hasn't gotten better. Like we have to cut bait. 
And I think that's okay. a valuable role to have. Like that gives me hope. And if Unless nothing Spielman else, says nah, they, he's great. Uh, but so I don't think that would happen because he's not. His only job is to help better the organization. It's not to save anybody's job. It's not to make money. It's not to save his own neck because he's not the one making decisions. So his neck's never on the line. Right. That there is value to that because he can kind of be a an eye he in can the still sky. Be wrong, though. Okay, but uh, okay. Or you, I mean, you're going to develop personal relationships with all these people, and maybe he just likes Louis Riddick a whole bunch. And he's like, nah, much, he's got it. I he's do got not, it. You didn't hire him in order to play favorites. Like, if that's the case, then fine. I agree with you that oh well, it's not going to work. But I really, truly do not think that that's what he's going to do. He's going to be, for all intents and purposes, the best way I would kind of analog it is he's going to be like Dwight Schrute was in the office, where he had no loyalties. Except to the highest man and anybody who wronged the organization, friendships are not be damned. You're gonna report on it, and like the that's why I was using the Okuda example. If anything, the only reason why this works is because that sort of thing will not happen again. There may be draft picks you don't hit on. There may be GMs that don't work out. But at least you will know from this point forward, dumb fuck decisions like that will not happen again. I, I don't know that they – so, like, and not even necessarily him playing favorites, but if him and Lewis Riddick or whoever the new GM is, say they share, like, the same football vision and they're both just fucking stupid. <laughs> like, that doesn't help anybody. I think any And that's comedy, not saying it won't work, but I think that's, but, a, so that's where, a situation where it doesn't work. It's, and that's where I think it's so important that not only is the independent from the operations, the football operations, which he said he is, and – he might be a bitch, but I do take him at his word. I, I do think he is at least an honest bitch. And <laughs> what? Jesus. Oh. No, I'm just I'm playing a little bit. No, I, I really I do think I I really do think that him specifically in this position will be good because I don't think him separating himself from football operations and that is the key is truly not having anything to do with football operations and just being a football mind. That's keeping an eye on things and reporting back makes all the difference in the world because you, the owners truly don't know and can't be expected to know how right. quickly someone's messing up. They, you could explain it to Sheila all you want. All Sheila knows is that we haven't won a playoff game in forever and we regressed since Bob Quinn took over. That's all she knows. She doesn't understand the context. She doesn't understand why certain draft picks were poor value. She doesn't understand why certain contracts are poor values. She can't be expected to. But having someone high up in the organization that has no no part of football operations. So if they fire everybody, Spielman doesn't have to worry about losing his job. He still got his reporting gig. That's that's what you need. He has no reason to sugarcoat anything. He has no reason to do anything that's not for the betterment of the team. And you're right. Like maybe he is wrong about some things, but when things start going south, he has no reason in the world to say, yeah, I think we should give him another year if they don't des- truly deserve another year or two years or however long it's going to be. And I know that you said, well, what if he develops relationships and has loyalty? Like Dylan said, his job or, or is not to do that. he thinks they deserve another year. Well, then- like he might. He might. He may be like, oh, yeah, we, we caught a tough break. Like, you know, last year with uh, Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia. Like, may, man, Stafford got hurt. 
I if he doesn't get hurt, we I were we were five hundred. So it's not I think that you're he, insulting his intelligence by thinking he would be stupid enough. Well, to fall so into even those that, movies. I mean, no one's going to run things exactly the way you or I would. But it, it's not that he's yeah. going to be infallible. It's that he absolutely he's is going times. to have a better grasp on things than our owners. Right. And that it, okay. being the case, helps our owners make the proper decisions. And speaking of that, to tie it into the other news that's happening. I very much am certain, certain, with no doubt in my mind, I almost said it again, Lewis Riddick would not be interviewing on Friday if Spielman wasn't there. I, I have every what? certainty nah. that, that, that that is the truth. He is the reason that that's happening. Now, whether or not you hire him, that is a very good sign just off the jump. So I don't know if it was him that put the bug in their ear. I don't know how many people there to it. From what I've heard, there's a million people with input. I don't know who is deciding who interviews who, but I will agree with you. I, I didn't expect him to get an interview from us. And I think that it's a good sign. Not that whether we hire him or hire who somebody are we, else. The White Sox? What? I said, who are we? The White Sox? Not interviewing people. Man, stop. <laughs> stop. <laughs> Hurtful. <laughs> No, it's a good sign to interview him, and the reason I think it's a good sign is because he's not a traditional uh, it candidate. Rule? He's oh, stop! He's <laughs> not. Does that does that apply to GM positions now? Yeah, yeah, it does. Okay, I hate it, but it, does. it it's dumb. But whatever, who cares? I I don't care. Hey, we've talked about this a million times. You hire the best man. I, I don't care or a woman. Which I think he like, I think he very I, much will. I wouldn't care if it was a woman. I just want to win football games. It doesn't make a difference to me. Um you just hire the best person. Care if it was I wonder a does, does a woman games. satisfy the Rooney rule? Uh it's not in those provisions yet. I expect they will. They women don't even make the Rooney rule. <laughs> well that's what I'm I, I was thinking about it actually because I don't think they do. And that would be kind of no. weird. I didn't I, I now that you're starting to see female officials, I think it'll start to happen more. Female but coaches, again, too. Again, just like you said, like, okay, the reason Riddick getting this interview is is good on its own merits. He doesn't – we don't need to go into the fact that, oh, well, he's a black man, so therefore it's important. It's important because he is qualified to look into getting this Not job. just qualified, but different. It's right. not – so, and especially after all the reports about them interviewing – um, Reese, uh, uh, Jerry, Jerry Reese. And looking at people like that, who you obviously absolutely Ugh. don't want to come here and take over the job. No and sense. you have concerns when Ernie, Acorsi is helping them Ooh. again. Doesn't right. Doesn't seem like he has any say anymore either. Now that Spielman's there. Maybe. So I don't, and again, I don't know the exact situation, but that's what was being reported at the time was Ernie. Of course, he's going to have a lot of input. Rob Wood's going to have a lot of input. They interviewed Jerry Reese at that point in time. Like, so maybe you're a little bit concerned. I know some people were exceptionally concerned and thought, oh my God, it's over. We're going to completely screw this up. When you hire mm-hmm. a guy like Riddick, who has never been a GM before, is a fresh face among uh, – to get those interviews, like to come into the Lions and interview, he's not the candidate that you would expect us to interview. You expect us to go interview a Jerry Reese, go interview a Rick Smith, go interview someone else from the Patriots, although maybe we've had enough of them finally and we're just going to leave them alone. <laughs> but those are the kind of people you expect us to interview. And to get a truly outside the box, especially traditional-wise and for the Lions, interview, to me speaks volumes about they're willing to try new things. <laughs> Matt, you've been very quiet. Uh, yeah, no, I was taking. A, I did have. I did have a couple questions, you know, because 
I mean, look, first, first statement is, I agree. I like this because it is something different. We're not rehashing the same old shit, and I appreciate that from the Ford side of things. My question is, with this buffer position of a conversationalist between ownership and management, number one, is it something that is done in the league in general? Do other teams have this? And number two... Have the Lions only... Other teams don't have your history. Well, no, I, 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 absolutely. No, I know. I, I understand well, that. What was part two? Well, I missed part, part two. I'm sorry. No, part two was going to be, have the Lions tried this before? And, you know, who Not has been in this aware. role if it's been done before? So no, they they haven't no. tried this before. The the no, that's not even the closest thing. They haven't done anything like this before at all. I haven't heard about it in other organizations, but I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I couldn't. I would never pretend to understand the inner workings of every front office. I would say most right. fans of their teams don't understand the inner workings of their own front office, um, let alone other front offices. Um, I don't know how it is, but also most most owners are not quite quite as clueless as ours I, and i'm not even knocking them because i again their job is not to know football and i don't care if they know football or not but obviously ours are a little bit extra clueless on the sport and how things should work so to having, be fair most teams most team uh, for team front offices the team president is usually that middle man is and, i know for the Right, I know. For, I know for the Bears, that's the case. And ours think, have again, always been else, money but. guys. Ours have always been on the financial right. and business side of things, having no football background. And that's Rob Wood. That's if you want to go back a little further, when we had Martin Mayhew here, that was Tom Lawand at first, and then Tom Lawand kind of became the cap guy, which was very poor at that. By the way, um, was the biggest reason that Mayhew ran into issues besides his bad coaching hire. Um, between the cap in in Caldwell, I mean that just tanked his tenure because he actually had a decent eye for talent and made a lot of good draft choices and some decent signings. Uh, but a few missteps along the way, a bad cap guy running things that had no business doing that because he came from the financial sector. And that's what happens. It's a recipe for disaster. Having a real football guy in a position of that, as we've talked about, it, it can only be good. It can't, it can't be worse. And I think it's necessary. And whether other teams have it or not, is not important to me. Like it doesn't matter to me. I think if they don't, if, if no other teams have something like this, to me, it's even more kudos to the Lions. You went even further outside the box and did something that makes a lot of sense, right? And in fairness, out of all organizations in the sport, outside of maybe Jacksonville, y'all were probably the ones who need this the most anyway. Even if no one else. The knows. funny thing is, Jacksonville is the other team that came to mind. And what did Khan do? He hired a longtime, very respected um, – who did he hire? Coughlin, right? Coughlin yeah, was while the, ago, the yeah. guy for a while. To oversee yeah. – to kind of oversee everything and be – but almost as acting owner. Principal decision maker, let's say, above everybody. Yeah. Um, above the GM, above everybody else. And it was a football guy because he doesn't know. He has absolutely no idea. He understands his shortcomings. He's just a businessman. So let a football guy handle it. And that didn't work, by the way, or at least it hasn't really worked. Um, is Coughlin still there? No, Coughlin is not still I there. I mean, no, it almost worked. No, they made it to uh, what, AOC Championship? Yeah. They they had a little bit of run. They still couldn't figure out the quarterback. Bortles regressed. They, I mean, they they drafted decent for a little bit. They could hit on some guys. They brought in a Super Bowl winning quarterback. So what makes look from the nostalgia side, the Lions fan side, it's great. Chris Spielman, you know, one of our guys, it was one of our best players in the eighty in the in nineties, essentially, really came at the end of the eighties. So the nineties. But 
what makes besides that and the fact that he's been an analyst and played football so he knows football obviously but you know is this the right person for this kind of role what what about chris spielman we literally said but but we literally have already said that it's because in his broadcasting we already know there is nothing that will get in this dude's way of making sure that whatever is best for detroit lions is going to happen that is what makes him qualified it is probably the only job where, technically speaking, having a heart actually works in your favor because you will actually do what is best for the organization. Well, your heart being in the right place, your loyalty is lying in the right place. You know three guys because on you this have podcast two... that shit on the Lions all the time and love them, we could all do this job then, right? Oh, we could yes. absolutely do this job. I could have told Honestly, her to fire Quinn okay. three years ago. Are you serious? That's what I. But that's what I was saying about the, about the Okuda and how there's going to be no more dumb situations. Because yes, because if any of us were in that role, that doesn't oh, happen. Yeah. Oh, it's, I'm, I we're not saying Bob this Quinn, is a hard Bob job. Was said, you know, well, there was no guarantee someone would want Tua or <laughs> Herbert for that. Like, right. Uh, Legitimately, the dumbest thing I've heard in the history of the world. Like, come this on. This is dude. what I'm But this is what. We weren't saying the job's going to be hard for him. If anything, it's cushy as hell. But it also it's is catered to someone like him. It's a win win. Because if somebody comes in, Riddick, whoever, and they do a great job, they'd be like, oh my God, look at how much Spielman helped us. And if they suck, they're going to be like, this GM's terrible. And no one's even going to be thinking about Spielman. Well, and that, but that's the whole point. Because it's not Spielman's job to make sure yeah, he's just the, the GM does a good job. He is just letting the he is just giving a a respected and informed opinion to the owners that this GM sucks so that they Whitey can Boulder. act on it. It's perfect. Like I it is honestly and I I am 100% serious. I cannot believe as many years as people have shit on the Lions, has shit on their ownership, have talked about how do you fix the Lions, Matt and everybody else wants them to sell the team, all this stuff. I've never even heard it suggested to just create a role like this and get a football guy in there that's not a GM and is completely independent and just reports back. No one's even said this that I know of. I haven't heard it. So if you had this idea, I am not saying is impossible and everybody's dumb, but I haven't heard it. Paging and Mark I think Cuban. it's great. Paging Mark and Cuban. I, Come on down to Detroit. Mark oh Cuban, please. God. Come on you down to Detroit. You and your Mark Cuban yeah. obsession. What it's is because he's a name that you know, not because you think he's actually doing a job. No, that's not true. Matt thinks he would actually do a good I job. I absolutely, absolutely do, Matt because that so. man's got fire for things that he's involved in, and I appreciate that. Yeah, a, 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 yeah except for sexual hey, that assault wasn't him. in his <laughs> office. That, that was some other idiot. Hey, he didn't, have passion. he didn't have passion to make it stop. So. He wasn't the one getting assaulted. You know. Pick. Sick. Come on, guys. Yeah. Nah, you get along. <laughs> yeah, you, you scallywags. Yeah, no. Okay, uh, Ryan. Wild and not in front Riddick, of people. Out of all four of us, <laughs> Ryan. Out of all four of us, you were the one who who has been on the Riddick train by far the most. So your idea on this? What? Tell the people. What? What about Riddick? What? Tell us all about it. I love Riddick for. Um, I mean, obviously you see him on TV a lot, so there's familiarity there. Um, But I think he just knows the game when he's breaking it down, and then you saw him kind of go through the different ranks where he was like, okay, now he's this draft guy at first. And a lot of his draft opinions 
I, I haven't gone back and see how they panned out. But at the time, I was like, ah, that's not that's not a bad idea. Um, so I thought I thought he had an eye for developing talent, and I know he has the role before, like the roles that he had. In he the was other player front personnel with the Washington Redskins when they were actually pretty decent. And he did something with the Eagles, too. I think he was a scout for the Eagles. Yeah, he's worked in he front offices. It's, he's not team. completely foreign to the front office environment, which is yeah, good. he's not a greenhorn. It, it, is, it is good. He doesn't have the traditional experience you'd have to become an NFL GM. But having been involved in front offices is good so that you get an understanding of the basis of how they run and how they're structured. And maybe what changes you'd make or how you'd want to run yours someday so that you're not just walking into this with no idea how a front office is structured and just flying off the cuff. Because it's not like anyone in the current Lions organization but, is going to be able to help our GM. But I love uh, I love draft guys. Like uh, I like Mike Mayock a lot for, for the Raiders when he went there. And it's because you always saw him on draft season. So you know that they're at least like diving deep, deep, deep into uh into adding talent on the team and to me drafting is the most important part of being a, a gm absolutely and you no know, being su- successful <laughs> at it right i know you can have shortcomings in other spots and that can derail your tenure but for the most part if i'm going to pick one attribute like for a gm for a gm it's going to be someone that can draft well and i think he can identify talent and then it gives me you know comfort um, seeing him in a role where he at least had to be involved in the draft and know what he was talking about. And you can tell when certain guys are, you know, like faking the funk. Um, and to me, he, it never came across like that. He always came across like he did his research and he knew what he talked about. Um, and if and if he didn't on a certain player, he would tell you, hey, I haven't watched a lot of him. But what I have seen is X, Y, and Z um, and still give you those uh, just those opinions. I, I hope that he's not saying that come draft time. Well, no, you got other jobs here. And there's only certain players you're going to be talking about, like, when you're on TV. No, It's absolutely. only when the Lions pick somebody like Tavai, and they're like, who's this guy? He's like, I have no idea. <laughs> to be fair, I would be okay if come draft time he didn't know who Jelani Tavai was either. <laughs> that was a dumb, dumb, dumb pick. My anecdote for the reason why I think Riddick is actually probably the prime candidate is explicitly for the reasons why he didn't get the job in New York. So in 2017, Riddick was going around the rounds for GM as well, and the front office for uh, the New York Giants were strongly considering him, but the defining choice between Dave Gettleman and Louis Riddick was that Riddick said very explicitly he wanted to get rid of Eli Manning, which, as we all know is absolutely what would have been the right choice for them. And to me, that, that's all That's all you need to know. If that's the type of attitude he has, no loyalties, I don't care if you won two Super Bowls, it is current evaluation, that's the kind of dude I want running my organization. Absolutely now, agree. And Matty I love Johnson that story. What's good enough for Magic is good enough for me. <laughs> I, I love that story, but how sourced is this? I, that's uh, from Valeni himself, who's like the biggest giant. And that's that so. That's my concern. It's a radio personality. 
I mean, this yeah. dude's pretty connected, especially with his giants. Oh, I'll, everything I'll, comes I'll back to the model. So there's a lot of there's a lot of All there's right. a lot of conjecture that gets <laughs> thrown around, and I had not heard this before. And I'm not saying that it's not true. I'm just saying I do take it a little bit with a grain of salt, and I don't get oh. it, it. To me, uh, right here, right here, right here, Giants wire from USA Today. It's right here confirmed. Beautiful. I don't know what Giants Wire so is, go. but I guess I'll trust it. No, no, no. It, it, it's the basically the New York Giants sub page of USA Today. Okay, perfect. So, so a legitimate yeah. place, and that's good. That's that's fantastic, because you need a guy who's not going. Like you said, no loyalties, right? That he's not coming and beholden to anything, and that he's willing. So him going into that, and he's he's having these interviews. Obviously, that's a sticking point, and you know what Eli has meant to the franchise for better or for worse, and you know obviously what he means to ownership, who is more results oriented. He won two Super Bowls than realizing he was never that good of a quarterback, and going in there and still not eschewing your principles to try to get a job. Saying, listen, right. if I if I'm getting this job, this is what I think. I don't think he's a good quarterback. I think we should move on. And knowing that that might give you a harder time getting that job, like you're interviewing for your dream job, and you don't have the experience most people expect, and it's in a place like New York, and you're still sticking to what you think is the proper decision. Exactly. You can't say more about a guy than that. I mean, that's absolutely what you want. Now, down the road, is he going to make the right decisions? I don't know. That we're not going to find out until he gets hired by a team, whether it's us or somebody else, and is at the job for a few years. But his integrity and the fact that he's willing to do that, it gives me a good feeling if he were to be the guy. Which translated to your team means that Stafford is going to get a new opportunity if he is. That's hired. not necessarily every... true, but I do mostly agree with that. And this is what. I, not necessarily this year. So, but. This is one thing I've thought about a lot. Obviously, you guys know how I feel about Stafford. I think he's absolutely a fantastic quarterback. And I don't think you guys vehemently disagree. I would love to see Stafford go somewhere. Three teams I'd love to see him go to. Indy, the Steelers, or the Saints. None of All those teams of, he have could, the first overall pick to give us Trevor Lawrence. Uh, that's yeah, true, sure. but I, we're not getting so Trevor Lawrence. So I, I'm being realistic. Give him to the Jets. I'm being very, hey. I'm being very realistic. Not that's not happening. So I would love to see right. him go to those teams <laughs> and actually win something. It'd be fantastic. I, will, I want that for him. But the more I think about this, Stafford's 31 years old. And he's been here for what seems like 50 years, and we've won nothing. But what is, if you're a GM coming in here, what is your personal rebuild timeline? How long do you think it's going to take to turn any team into a contender? Five years. Five years. So in five years, you think absolutely we should be a contender. In five years, Stafford's only 36. If you are – Starting out as a GM under the current, well, it also depends on the team. To be fair, for sure it like, does. If you, right, but so no, like if no team, if no GMs. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but no, no teams walking into or no GMs walking into any team and being like, "Wow, this is going to take me eight years to fix." Right, but there are certain teams, like for example, if Ryan Pace is fired, I my turnaround time for a GM who would take over for Ryan Pace is two to three years because one it's, side it's of the even ball shorter, yeah. is much it, right. 
So in terms of the Lions, it's five years. So five years, though. So my point in this is, and that's a pretty lengthy timeline. I bet you a GM saying three or four in most cases, like our case, like the GM coming in here thinks he can get it done in three or four years. I agree with your five years is where I, I we have a lot to build on. I'm looking at this like, okay, if I'm a GM coming in, I have a huge decision to make with Stafford. Like, it's monumentous. A lot of it depends on what I can really get for him because if I think I can turn this thing around in a handful of years and my quarterback's already in place, then when we're ready to get a contend, he's only 35, 36 years old. It's the decision that Green Bay decided to make. So we're not, we're not past his ability to win for us. So at that point... Do I roll the right. dice with him? And if he starts to taper off for whatever reason, it's easy a couple years into this thing to say, all right, I don't think by the time we're ready, he's going to be ready. And then draft a quarterback and whatever. And, and it depends on compensation. But I also – I don't agree with that because I think for everyone involved, it's just better to go see your separate so I don't. I don't disagree him. with it's that. for you. I don't disagree with that at all. I'm just saying it is something important to think about when you're thinking from the GM's perspective. Like everyone – every fan – and I mean – when I say every, I mean 90-plus percent. I, I guarantee I, – I would absolutely believe 9 out of 10 Lions fans are ready, whether they like him or not, are ready for the next quarterback to lead this team. I, I think that's where everybody's yeah. at. Even Dan all, all the ready. people that talk about this team are ready for the court. And I'm I'm ready if that's what it needs to be to make us – to get us to where we need to be. But as the GM coming in here and you say, okay, this is our goals in, in two years and three years and four years and five years where we want to be, that's a much different decision to make because, yeah, everyone's ready to move on. But the odds of you replacing Stafford with a Stafford-caliber quarterback are exceptionally poor exceptionally poor and it might take you a couple tries at which you've now lost your job because you couldn't find the quarterback and you might have built a decent team just like Jacksonville did but because you didn't have a Stafford in place you still lost your job because you didn't win anything so at that point you look and say you know what he's not young young but if I'm going to turn this thing around in four years he's only going to be 35 we can win a Super Bowl with a 35 year old quarterback or even a 36 or 37 year old quarterback especially one with elite athletic talent that's probably not going to diminish crazy quickly. I think that's something you have to weigh. Yes, mentally we're ready to move on. But when you're talking about we want to win, if you you can do everything right, if you replace Stafford and that quarterback doesn't pan out, you're sinking your own ship. And again, I'm not advocating for keeping him. I am trying to open this discussion because oh, so get, many people are resigned to the fact that it were knew everything, including Stafford's gone and replacing him. I don't think it's that simple, and I think there's a lot of nuance to this. And a lot of it depends on the I would on, say on that GM's it's goals. probably it's going to be very hard for a GM, a new GM, however, to agree to hamstring their cap situation with whatever Stafford's extension But so be. Stafford's under contract That's, for a, so. a decent chunk and at that point so he only has what two years left i think he's got three no i think stafford has three he signed his deal just like two years ago i think he has like three years left and even if so so if it's two it's harder but if it's three it's a lot easier because in three years you know how close you are and his contract is a free agent in 2023 so i guess technically it is 20 
after after 2023 or or no 2023 no unrestricted free so he's under contract for 2021 and 2022 so it is two more years so that does make it I'm tough. Not ham, I'm not hamstringing myself but for at that point, half of my contract. So, so, so my thing is, so this is how I play it. So play GM for a second. So you're not trading him when you first get here because you're, I, you're probably, because you're likely not going to get what you need for it to make sense. Now, if a team offers you a mid first round pick in a couple seconds, you take it for sure. You right. buy Stafford. Thanks for everything you've done for us. I don't know you're going to get his proper value this year. So at that point. Depends on the team. You have a contingency Especially. plan. He's your starter. Yeah, you don't think we can get a fourth round pick? He, what is a fourth <laughs> round pick? Stop it. Stop yeah, his it. proper value. Stop it. I, I'll tell you what, if Ben Roethlisberger decides to retire, you you, you got yourself a very easy target there. Well, target, Not yes. that the Steelers I, are absolutely, suckers. Absolutely, but, but it's – I. If the offer's there, you take it for sure. But I'm just saying, I don't know that the offer's going to be there. And then in that case, you have to let him start another year and hopefully have a very good healthy season to where you can then flip him for high draft capital. And at that point, maybe I mean, the direction of the team is So you're, you're probably not right away. And then maybe you don't trade him and because you get better sooner than you thought and you won 10 games somehow in year two and you hit on a couple draft picks and you made a couple smart signings and maybe you think, you know, we might only be two years out. Let's extend him for two years. I, I don't, I'm just saying you have to keep options open. Everyone is resigned to the fact that like we're coming in and we're just ripping everything down completely to bare bones and starting over. I think there's a lot more to it. And I don't I – people are going to be mad. There's going to be a contingent of people mad if Stafford's here starting next year. And there's going to be even more people mad if he's starting here in two years. I think two years is when you can be a little frustrated. I, I think the one year in then deal is probably what's going to wind up happening no matter who it is. Like, and I agree I really, with that. I, that's probably what's got, what the most easy path is because then he's – on his last year, which means whoever you trade him to, it's easier to get an extension done, you know, so. But I'm just saying, if the Steelers do wind up being in that sort of quarterback situation, that's that's a really easy way to flip it. And it's not just the Steelers to me. Is Drew Brees going to be here next year? And no, should he, he be? Sucks ass. And Stop he it. Be? Jesus. <laughs> and should he be? You get off of this train. Fuck it. And Fuck Drew Brees. <laughs> I, I love Philip Rivers. He is holding them back from winning a Super Bowl. He's hurting that team. That defense is helping that horrible offense. That's what I'm saying. And it's not just no, it's not just him though. It's Their running game him. has not been it's, as good as no. Blue they've White had a lot of. They don't issues. have any goddamn receivers. Yeah, hey, who's he throwing right, to? Right. Oh stop! Like Ty Hilton For, lately. His, his weapons are fine. You game. don't need weapons, man. No, you do need who weapons. Was, what are you talking who about? Was, who was Russ Wilson who's throwing to receiver? when he won the Super Bowl? Who was Russ Wilson throwing to when he won the Super Bowl? Get the fuck out of here! Uh, you need receivers. Well, then, receiver, Russell Wilson's just throwing to defenders. How many lately, times? So. How many he also times? Had a running back worth a receiver is yeah, the right. least valuable position in football. Get out! You Agreed, don't need but, receivers, man. None. He doesn't have. Okay, uh, okay, no, to his point, like, there are a lot of Super Bowl-winning teams where the best receiver was, like, David Moore, you know? Like, 
like Doug Baldwin, but a broke hey, ass Doug Sounds Baldwin. Sounds better than like, T.Y. Hilton. Who right is now. why? T.Y. Uh, have you seen, have you good. seen how T.Y. Yeah, like what? He's been doing really well. They have they have week. plenty of pass catching talent. Like enough that that is not what's holding them I am, back. I, I am with, I am with Paul. The problem back. is not a receiver because a quarterback yeah, makes they, most they receivers. They do got a anyway. volume of receivers. You are correct. There's a lot it's of not, them on that. Not even it's not what's holding them back. It doesn't matter. Last year, had terrible receivers. Same with the Super Bowl one of a year before that, and the one before that. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so, so two years. So, are we going to ignore like teams like Baltimore in 2013? You can't even name a receiver they had. Hold on. Thank you for no. Yeah, that's right. They, Thank you for playing. Did they have Jeremy Macklin yet? No, what Jeremy Macklin? What? Didn't he go to no. Baltimore Anquan, at the end what? of his career? Or no, was he went Anquan to the, no, he went to the no? Chiefs. I think. I think no, he went Anquan to the was playing on the 49ers who played that ball. I think. Team. I think he went to the yeah, Chiefs. I, I think Macklin finished with the Chiefs. He went to like some yeah, random mass maybe. AFC. No, team he played after. for Philly. After, after he finished his career no, somewhere well, like regard, AFC. Teams. I, I, oh yeah, that's another one. Philly won with broke ass Alshon Jeffrey. Like, come on. <laughs> That's not bro. Yeah, that's, a, yeah. that's actually a starting good wide receiver when he's been healthy. No, he's not. Well, no, he's not. Shut your well, mouth. No, he's on. not. <laughs> and yes, Anquan Bolden and Torrey Smith were on that Super Bowl winning team. Then he, the, oh, he must have switched after that year. It was years later. No, it was years later. But he did finish with Baltimore. But okay, this still. And, that's an Andy old played for the Chiefs. Andy played for the Chiefs. No, and not Anquan him. Bolden that caught for almost a thousand yards. Okay, why? And Philly had Nick Foles ever receiver. Jesus Christ. Okay, you know what? It doesn't matter because San Francisco or the Pittsburgh Steelers will pay a mint for for Stafford. To me, well, we don't know that. We hope that. Okay, if you're a good GM, which I would think Riddick is gonna be, in theory, if you hire him, you could easily get one of those two teams to just sell the bank. I don't know Just, what you think sell the bank is. <laughs> what Paul? What Paul like? Are you said? getting like? Are you getting multiple first round picks for Stafford? I don't think I, so. I Not think in what any Paul circumstance. Said, I think what Paul said. If you get their first, a second of the same year, maybe a second the year after. Yeah, it's got to. It's got to be a. It's got to be a couple. Man, that sounds like a, which that sounds I like think a lot first rounder. Our quarterback. Are you allowed? The team gave up two first rounds and a second. When was the last time? When first. was the last time a thirty-year-old elite, elite quarterback was available in a trade? Like I don't know, and we're not seeing. Doesn't it, so. even happen. Oh <laughs> like, what are we talking about? Oh, oh my god, that's funny. Can't deal. No, okay, dead ass. Like, okay, first off, I didn't say two firsts. I said a first and two seconds. And I think that San Francisco absolutely needs it because John Lynch knows this team's window. You, All these defensive players, you're going to have to wind up paying eventually. And if Robert Sala leaves, you need a quarterback. I. Uh, and he's going to pick up Mr. Biscuit. You fail me? Keep, oh the, keep the money train rolling. What is wrong with you? No, I, I, if you don't get a haul, you keep him. He's worth more regardless of what you're doing unless you're in crazy tank mode. You, you keep him. I mean, you just – you you can't – and you could draft a quarterback and keep him. But what if you draft a quarterback and he doesn't work? Like Stafford is a great backup option, no? Like, okay. Okay, but 
there are teams this this is but this is what i'm saying you don't know what the situation will be like next year this year there are legitimate contenders that are going to need a stafford level player who will pay well see i'm not i'm just not willing to make that assumption would would drew bledsoe qualify in this conversation for example no trying to have no no not even a little bit especially it's not even modern era stop stop hold on what year Bledsoe? The year that Bledsoe got traded from the Patriots because Tom Brady That's, came out. It's not even it's, – it was a completely now, different hold game. On, hold on, hold on. No, no. And also that – yeah, no, that was like old-ass Bledsoe. This is – listen. Old. No way. This is – But he was – also he got traded to the Bills who at the so, time were happy. Dylan, I'm not so. saying this to pain you, but it's important. What did Chicago give up to get Mitch Trubisky? Uh, too fucking much. What did mm. – yeah. Just to trade Bledsoe up. was 30 years old when he was traded from New England. It was 30 was, years no, ago. It was not. It was 2002. Calm your tits. It was and 2002. Stafford is actually. <laughs> it was 30 Stafford, years Stafford ago. Stafford was 32. The, the, and it also was a Stafford com- at this point in his career was it much It was a completely Bledsoe. different world back then. And not to mention matter. the atrocity. I'm talking about big quarterbacks at the time, which Drew Bledsoe was. Listen. And was traded for you one be, pick. You a should first be. Round pick. You got a first round for him. But that was it. One pick. You should be dick slapped for daring to compare Bledsoe and Stafford. And also, hold on, hold on, hold on. Another thing was was that the Patriots did it out of an abundance of wealth, not because they were restarting. They had Brady. That's why they got rid of Bledsoe. It is so and and another thing. Another thing. They sold him. They sold Bledsoe to the Bills who weren't contenders at the time. That's my point, is that you will have at least Pittsburgh, New Orleans, and San Francisco who are all in a place where Stafford could take them to that next and level. And is too, they if they recognize more. it. I, I don't know if they are – I mean, why can't – because Philip Rivers only signed for a year, didn't he? Yeah. So yeah, – No, there's a few teams why, in there. Indianapolis is in there, absolutely. I, I mean, the, but I think those other three teams would actually be legitimate Super Bowl contenders with him. I don't know if the Colts are. I think Indy's right there too. I think if Indy signs Stafford, they're like right there. I really do. What about Tennessee? No, no, Tannehill's. I'm I think Tannehill's saying Tannehill is not Matthew Stafford. So it's but t- Tannehill no, is better. doing. Tannehill, Tannehill is cheaper. Control, he's perfect for money. that offense. Like, yeah. And no, why? So great. the thing is, with something like that, to me, is not worth the risk. Right. So there's, is Stafford he's a way better quarterback? Too. Yes, but better in general and better in that situation, making more money. It's not. It's not apples to apples. You like you're not just. Swap it's not just picks. plug and play. <laughs> you take Tannehill and a few picks. They take Stafford. Well, we don't want Tannehill, no, I, I, and I like Tannehill. I think that Tannehill don't... is in his perfect situation, and the minute that he leaves it, he's not. Man, that's I. I'm still like over the moon. The moment he signed that contract, I'm like, he's taking Mario to his job this year, and he did, and he never looked back. And I'm, oh, that was beautiful, so wonderful. <laughs> and Ryan hates him for no reason at all, none. Yeah, he's better than Stafford though. I don't. I I will say I don't understand why you hate Tannehill because it's so obvious that Adam Gase was the problem. Like it'd be the same thing as if like Deshaun Watson goes to another team, does really well, and it's clear. I, like it already is clear, Bill O'Brien fucked him up. 
And then Paul still hates him and says he sucks when it's clear that Bill O'Brien is the reason why. Well, he I, I don't think he sucks anymore. Bill O'Brien is the not reason <laughs> just, that just... he can't read a defense or throw anything but a 50-50 ball or get past his first read. Like, no. Huh. Okay, Ryan, whatever you say. You want to hate, you want to hate. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, Bill O'Brien sucks. Like that's fine. Look, I'm I'm not I'm not even pretending like Deshaun's good anymore because he literally got ruined. But you won't even admit that. Like the dude was set up to fail. Yeah, having two of the two one of the best wide receiver duels in the NFL set up to fail. Who got traded away? One of what them did. Just this year. Just this year. One of them was hurt. He had him his. Right. Oh, David stop. Johnson. <laughs> David Johnson. He, like he, he is he is explicitly set up to fail, and yet you'll carry the water for Ryan Tannehill, oh, who was God. equally as fucked over. But but Deshaun, <laughs> we know what the common denominator here is. I won't say it. But oh, we know. stop it! But... <laughs> My favorite two in the NFL. Stop. Oh, your, your favorite, favorite two, two what? Quarterbacks. <laughs> <laughs> Quarterbacks. The, the the two good ones. <laughs> you guys know they, they, they talk and they dress right oh my god eh, i don't i don't know if mahomes, never, never never seen a bag mahomes head. talks like oh my god Stafford wears his hat backwards stop it we got mike dick yelling at us because yeah but he's white so quarter, it's, oh my god we, we need right, to move on right, before we get in trouble no no, no I'm, yeah so i'm Playoffs. glad we're talking about the uh the AFC South. The black quarterbacks? <laughs> Three of the teams, anyway. No one's talking about the Jaguars. But uh, we are... Yeah, we have. We are, ending up, we are now into week 15 of the NFL, and it's becoming more and more clear the landscape of who is real, who is not. Um, yeah, Kansas City Chiefs and no one Kansas else. Kansas City Chiefs, Pittsburgh Steelers, Buffalo I'm Bills in. are all looking pretty damn good on the AFC side. AFC South still up for grabs. Oh, you're so kind. And then the Packers clearly run away with our division. The Saints running away with the South right now. And the West is up for grabs. And no one gives a damn about the E. No. <laughs> although, although, okay, credit where credit's due. Good job by Ron Rivera. Considering everything he's gone through and the team, he's on his, like, third-string quarterback. I don't care that they are beaten against a bunch of scrubs. The fact that they're a plus-12 point differential they're almost and they're 500, almost 500. Man. Respect thing, to that. I got it. Everyone poo poos Washington, but the last couple years, I think they've made all the right moves in the draft, the way they've positioned themselves. Chase Young like, looks. I well, that's a no brainer. I'm not going to give them credit for taking the right guy at number. Nah, bro, they should have took Okuda too. Um, <laughs> yeah, they took the wrong. Uh, that defense is legitimately very good. Like they're a top ten unit in the league. They're very good. And, consi- and considering that they picked second. Like uh, Ron Rivera, he he won't. But if if this team can finish above five hundred, I think that there's a legitimate case. But it's not, it's not just the guys they pick at second. It's getting the guys like Gibson later on. Like they've made. Yeah, they've true. Made, and I've I we talked about it po- post draft every year. Like I've loved what Washington's done, man. I I just think they've done a really nice job building. And they're not anywhere near where they need to be at. But they had a long long road ahead of them. And as soon as – if they had a quarterback in place, how solid would well, they be trade right Stafford now? to Washington. Nah, they're not They're not ready There you go. Just that. give us Chase Young. Yeah, sure they are. Stop. They got Antonio Gibson. They got McClure. They can have they're a defense ready. that's a year I would. I mean, I would love to see some Stafford and McClure. Honestly, it's honestly, it's not the, it's They not give, the They give us Haskins so, and some picks. And this is selfish yeah. of me, but I want 
Stafford to go to a place that's close to ready-made so that he can just immediately win and win big and just shut everyone the fuck up. Washington is close, but Washington might be like the Lions in like the early teen 2000s. They might be like Maybe. not too far off, but oh, then they so, never quite so get there. going to hold them back. Now. Oh my god! <laughs> you set him up for that one. You set him up for that one. It's sad because Ryan doesn't even mean it. He's just a troll. No, I think he does. He definitely does mean it in this case. But uh, okay, <laughs> Matt, you, you didn't categorize this fair enough. We have the Kansas City Chiefs. And everyone else. It, it looks like that. It's not close. No, no. It's it's not just that it looks like that. The stats match that. And as I as we had discussed off air, and now we are going to do so on air, Kansas City is playing the LeBron James game. They do not care about any of these regular season games. They're playing down to their competition. Uh, Patrick Mahomes had his worst game of his career this week, and they still won easily. They have a one hundred and twenty two point differential and they're not even yeah, who's second trying. on that list uh second on that list i believe is going to be uh, pittsburgh at 112 uh is that right oh i find yes, third on that list thank you for playing uh jesus christ i don't know who are you Number, getting it <laughs> right i don't i don't understand what you're saying because it doesn't disprove my point that it, oh by the way yeah no 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 you're 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 fine. I appreciate this because they're playing this week, and Kansas City is going to slap that Drew Brees bitch. Oh Drew Brees is playing. Drew Brees isn't even playing. Our third in that number one in point differential on the NFC side of the ball. Oh, congratulations! Someone's got to be there for the NFC. Yeah, and it's not going to be New Orleans because they are not. They're going to do what they always do. They're going to get to like the semifinals. Drew Brees is going to choke up a big bag of dicks. Everybody else is going to be on a knee watching him fucking die in the playoffs. For the game. record, this is coming from the guy that when he found out Drew Brees had fourteen ribs cracked, he was cheering and dancing in his living room. Uh, well, the reason why is because it was just funny that he was finally going to be taking a knee. It was very disrespectful of him, though. To be fair. <laughs> He decided not to respect the flag. I mean, come on, man. Broken ribs or not, stand the fuck up. It's true. You see those pictures of the veterans that don't have any legs, and they still stand up, group. <laughs> All right. Sorry for derailing your point, but do you really think this is the way it is, that the Chiefs are just kind of coasting through the end of this season yeah. and waiting for the playoffs where they can actually kick it in Unequivocally. Oh, I mean, I, I, okay, Travis Kelsey is having the best statistical career uh, – or, sorry, season – of any tight end in history. He's There's insane. a very good argument to be made he should be offensive player. He's of the leading the, the league in, in yards, right? For re- receiving yards? That's right, in receiving and, yards. Isn't, yeah. isn't Metcalf over him? Uh, no, no. Metcalf, after this week, is now uh, behind him. Ah. Come on, DK. And, but Kelsey, Kelsey's destroying it. Tyreek Hill has more 50-yard-plus touchdowns in the league than he... Than, than, I think than, it's like, than I saw the a league. stat this week... <laughs> Right, then the, right, league, then the league itself, right? <laughs> he has, I think, five or six. His career high is six, and it's like five or four straight years where that's the case for him. This is just, like, it's not even a question. And on top of that, Kansas City's defense has just continued to get better. They are an actually, like, legitimately decent unit, and their offense isn't even awake yet. 
Like, this is an off a team that can make a 10-point margin in a matter of two we drives. We saw it last year. The no Bowl. other team in the league can do that. All right. Uh, this isn't a question to me. And, and the other thing is, is that what are the teams in the AFC that are going to challenge them for that? As much as I want my Bills to do that, they are not going to. They do not have the type of running game they need in order to make that happen. Tennessee is really the only one that can play a game that makes it work in the playoffs. But if you have one mistake, it is game over. And we saw it last year in the AFC so why title it, game. why is it not the Steelers? I understand not the hardest schedule and all that. But this is a team that has the best defense in the league right now as far as points per game. Well, the reason is very obvious. It's that Ben Roethlisberger has not been doing him any favors. And uh, uh, this is a rarity for Pittsburgh. Their running game is atrocious. And that is just not going to work, especially yeah. against Kansas City. They gave Le'Veon but that you money. even saw it against Buffalo. <laughs> well, right. <laughs> they but tried. You, you see it. <laughs> well, that's also true. But you saw in the Buffalo game this week. I mean, Buffalo okay, straight well, no, up. We've already, we've already had that this discussion. I talked crazy. about this on the podcast last week. Third game in 12 days. That is not the Pittsburgh Steelers out there when it's their third game in 12 days. I don't care who you are, how okay. great you are. The NFL plays one game a week for a reason, and you had a team playing three in less than two weeks. That defense is not going to be game. anywhere near that defense in the second half, nor the offense. You also have... But you also have Bud Dupree, I believe, is out for the year with an ACL. Devin there. Bush is out for the year with an ACL. I think Devin an ACL Bush is out, which is your, basically all of your linebacking court. Devin Bush got what? knocked out for the year last year? I swear that no. was the case. Yeah, but it late. was a well, leg injury. But that it was, was late, wasn't it? Like super late. We're in week 15. Yeah, like is this really not late? late? They lost. Crazy, they crazy lost him way long ago. They didn't just. No, nah, I'm. I'm not about. I'm not here for the Devin Bush disparity. Like he's been very good. So I, I don't want to hear that. Could, but so. oh my god! <laughs> and uh, no crispy. They, they've they've taken a big. They've taken a lot of hits in their linebacking unit. Their offensive line is not run blocking, and you you they're, can't they're ask you can't ask fifty year old Big Ben to carry a forty point offense. Like it's it's too much. And what they do have is an abundance of receivers. They obviously, everyone knows Claypool broke out this year. Juju has not been the consistent target that he's been, but he's still Juju. He's still a very good player. It's because of other guys breaking out they that also he have hasn't what? Robin been Washington? is important. There, they have Washington, uh, who's no, been De- really good. Deontay Johnson. Washington and Johnson. And Deontay Johnson is their primary their, target. Their top four is as good as anybody's. Um, yeah, the problem no, is nothing matters about wide it, receivers. It's it's funny. It's well, that's the problem. They that's what he was like, just that's about. That's literally the problem. Is without the run blocking and the consistency in the offense, it doesn't matter. They're still not going to be able to carry the offense and the rest of the team. It's not going to happen. So their defense is very good, but it's taken too many hits to completely carry them, a la like a, a Baltimore. Uh, Super Bowl win with Trent Dilfer. Like, that's not going to happen this year. They've just taken too many losses. The offense has to hold up their end of the bargain. They're not getting it in the running game. And Big Ben, I don't care who he's throwing to, is not going to be able to do it. They're going to have either the the young, young linebackers are going to have to step up and really transform this defense, which I don't expect to happen. You, you're replacing too many guys. Or the offensive line is going to have to get a lot better in a hurry. Or they're not there. Like, they're not, they're in a clear second, almost third tier to me from Buffalo and Kansas City right now. 
and also I do want to point out just as your justification, Matt, that you said, oh, they played three games in 12 in 12 days. Yeah, those three games, they didn't top 20 points. What kind of justification can you make You're for that? You're playing three games in 12 That's days. That's not You're exhausted. No, no. Not oh, the okay, offense. so in the first game, so so again, all three games they don't even top 20 points. Yeah, like you're you're ignoring the fact that it's a full body of work where they aren't scoring. It's it's not good. It's it's I they're just their lack of you balance. Can't, you don't have it. And they it's double lack yeah. of balance on them. So you have the lack of balance between the offense and defense as a whole. And then you have the lack of balance between the run game and the pass game. Like it's they 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 have a lot of pieces. Mike Tomlin's a good coach, but they, to me, have too many issues. They're not on the same level as Buffalo. They're not on the same level as Kansas City. I would argue I that they are the fifth worst. They are fifth amongst playoff teams in the AFC. So in I got Kansas. Offense. Cleveland is better than them. Tennessee's better than them. Kansas City and Buffalo. Well, if you're even ranking the playoff teams in the AFC, I have Kansas City, Buffalo, and Tennessee all ahead of Pittsburgh. I do too. I think that it, against a matchup head to head, I think all of them, Cleveland and even Baltimore, I think Cleveland, be, I think they find a way uh, to win. Pittsburgh. I just, I, I feel it. I, I think that I think that Cleveland could play ball control, and then it'd be like a seventeen ten. I, I have I a question. I have to ask you a very control. They had two minutes left in the game on Monday I, night and decided on, to score within a minute and still give the I have a too very, much time. Very important question. You, it's funny you mentioned Cleveland, Dylan. How can Cleveland possibly be a good football team without any receivers? What are you talking about? They got Jarvis Ryan. Uh, oh, oh, oh my God. Stop it. We literally, he, their best receiver died and they got better. That's my, like, that's my point. Like, this is what, right. No, I know. I'm not, I know. I'm aware. We're jiving. They're not. I understand. I'm saying for Matt. For, for Matt. Well, like, it was Ryan was more <laughs> apoplectic about the indie stuff with the receivers. Like, that's that's true. But uh, Wait, I'm oh, sorry. Did not look, did Baker make the top two hundred yards we're back in his on last that? game? Didn't need to. I don't think he did. You're kid- didn't need it did against Baltimore. Yes. Wait, wait, no, 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 no. Time out, time out, time out. You're kidding me, right? He had three hundred and fifty passing did, yards. Didn't he have five touchdowns in the first half or was that last week? No. That no, was that was last week. that was last week. Oh I, I I like okay, enough of the Baker slander. He's been balling the fuck out. I don't want to hear anything about that. I shit. mean Baker was only bad Stop. because he had a superstar receiver. Because of OBJ. <laughs> Receiver's not just the least valuable position on the team. It can actively okay. hurt in your his team. La- in his last five games, Baker is sixty three percent completion percentage, a thousand two hundred and seventy one yards, averaging eight point four yards per pass. Eight touchdowns and one interception. With no receivers. Stop it. Well, yeah, without OBJ. His his passer rating is 103. And what makes 5. me mad, and we talked about this a little bit in chat, where would this team be had they not given up the players and picks they did for and cap space for OBJ? Like, you got you get your starting safety who's been playing very well. You have a, a starting guard who is pretty solid. And what was it, a second round pick? Or maybe even a first-round pick. It was something stupid. Like, it was and you can add all that into the team you already have. OBJ's not playing, and you he's, you sucked when he did play. Like, that, it was a terrible trade. And I, I want my credit because I said it at the time. Everyone was like, Cleveland's going for it. This is great. They said the Giants got fleeced. No, Cleveland was a bunch of fucking idiots, and they hurt themselves. And they would be you probably a contender right now I did. if they didn't do that. 
I think that, but I think that they're still going to be wind up performing better than Pittsburgh. I think that if I were to pick between the two teams, who would I rather not face? I'd rather not face Cleveland. I don't know. I the Cleveland's allowed like twice as many points on the season as Pittsburgh, and that's like a little bit hyperbole, but not as much as you think. No, I mean their defense hasn't been great, but I do not want to face a running running the, game. The like difference, that in the, the difference is don't. right now. Like you take the last month. That's where you take the last month and it's like, wow, Cleveland compared to Pittsburgh. But the games before do still matter to an extent. And I know that the last month is maybe more of what we're seeing going forward. No, I agree. And I know that these trends are trending this way for a reason. Pittsburgh's lost two of of three, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. After starting nine nine and oh, 10-0. 11-0. They start eleven. And yeah, 0? they start eleven. And yeah, and they're eleven they and two. Did. Oh my god! Yeah, that's why they're such fools' goal. Well, I don't want to say fools' goal because fools' goal makes it sound like they're a bad team, and they're not a bad team. They just I, have clear. I issues. don't think they're, that their record is reflective. Well, eleven and two is a really good record, and eleven and zero is a really, 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 really good record. But so obviously they're not that good. But are they a ten to twelve win caliber team over the course of a season? Yeah. I mean, it's not like crazy. I mean, if you took if, – if you take their – Pittsburgh has overall – and I, again, it's kind of tale of two whatever, right? But Pittsburgh – we talk about Pittsburgh's offensive woes. They scored more points than Cleveland on the season. And, and yes, and it again, lacks context. OBJ I know. It, it lacks context, but I'm just saying like – And also Nick Chubb was – and also Nick Chubb was yeah, out Kareem Hunt was pretty darn good so. in the set. I don't know if you need two fantastic uh, running backs. Kareem Hunt's been doing Kareem Hunt's been doing just as well. Oh, for, well, Kareem Hunt was always going to do good. I always like everyone poo pooed on him. I'm just like he's a really good football. I wonder why. Well, no, no, no. Because he poo pooed on a girl I'm not talking about the off the field stuff. This is an on the field only. Everyone discussion. said he was a, a pretty bad guy. This is an on, <laughs> on the field only discussion. Um, I have not looked at the playoff picture. Is there a chance the AFC North gets three teams in? AFC North with Pittsburgh, Baltimore, uh, and probably and Cleveland, and because uh, there's yeah, seven no, teams. Uh, honestly, Kansas City's got the bye right now, so then you got two, which is Pittsburgh versus seven, right? So seven would be, would yeah, be Baltimore, either Baltimore Miami? or Miami. I don't think Miami's going to be able to. And then three is last. Buffalo versus six, which would probably be uh, Indy at this point. So is it Baltimore and Miami Dugan now for that last spot? No, Indy. Yeah, which again I'm thinking well, that Miami. So well, so here's the thing: Baltimore is going to finish with 11 wins. They play garbage to close the season, and that's it. Like it's done. It's a wrap. Mm-hmm. It, it's not anybody's fault. Like it's just the way the schedule sets up. Baltimore closes with Jacksonville, New York, and the Bengals. So that, like, so then that means at this point it's either in. it's Cleveland or or Miami that's not making it into the playoffs. Which is it's gonna be am, Miami. my bets on yeah Cleveland. Miami's not gonna or Miami's gonna Miami is not gonna make the playoffs Jesus, um, which is I mean they didn't expect to make the playoffs anyway but they got close and it's kind of sad that with the extended season they couldn't make it after ripping off so many wins in a row. It makes me sad actually looking ah, at teams like yeah, Miami Miami's last three games not too friendly and, and seeing just not hard except for so they. I mean, they're starting not too at friendly, home but it's New England and New England generally. I know, but like it's, do I don't well know, it's Miami. still, it's still New England. But, so and I don't they, think they that's have to the go on the road and beat the Bills. Obviously, they're not 
very good this year. And then you go at the Raiders, and then you're at the Bills. I, I don't which think is any of these games a, are automatic right. loss to the last game. There's a damn good chance Miami goes two and one in their final three games. Okay, and that won't get them in the playoffs. Uh, it might, depending on what right. else happens. Baltimore plays Jacksonville, New York, uh, Cincinnati. Were you listening? Or Indiana and Cleveland, and also. They play the Cle- Giants. They Cleveland play the Giants, the Jets, and, and they the have a game. They're a game up. Cleveland is, and I don't know what the tiebreakers are, but they're a game up. So, no two and one. Two I and think one doesn't Cleveland's get it done. I going to win out anyway. Two and one does not get it done for Miami. It's two. They really, really, really needed to. I, I mean, mean they need to beat the Chiefs, which is too much to ask. Dylan, like, twenty bucks. The, on prob- the problem is, is that twenty bucks straight up on huh? Cleveland Pittsburgh. This game's not oh, even real is... right now. Fuck I know. I'm asking him right spicy. now. He thinks that, okay. that they're going to win out. Well, winning out means your final game of the season, January 3rd, against Pittsburgh. Oh, oh, that game. Okay, I'll I'll do I'll do it on a contingency of of, of the course. injury report. Like if like for example, it, right? So like well, for example, I mean, what, if Baker about, dies, what about when Pittsburgh all, is out here? I'll, I'll do it on a contingency of the injury report, and then that that's the other contingency is Pittsburgh can't get the one and can't fall to the three. Well, they're they're not going to be able to rest their guys. Buffalo's too close for now. Yeah, Miami no. might right. stop it. Yeah, Buffalo's gonna Buffalo's no, gonna stop. lose to the Broncos and the Pats. Buffalo's like, gonna smack the fuck out of Miami. Oh man, Buffalo got left. Buffalo's got left. The Broncos this Broncos, week, Pats, Pats, and then and Dolphins. The Mi- and then Dolphins. Yeah, they it's not snap. like it's fine. It's not an issue. Probably not. Oh shoot. <laughs> I interrupt this broadcast. God, Buffalo I forgot so to do bad something very important. It's crazy. No, 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 no. Okay, okay. Don't no. Let's be clear. Their first half of the year was uncharacteristically horrible, but in the last month they played Dolphins close first Buffalo. Buffalo's defense. They got a thirty-eight point differential, and they've scored a lot of points. They they've done they've done a lot better defensively. No, he, over he's the right. Last Their defense month. is much improved. Their defense is is going to hold them back. But I mean, again, like Buffalo against the Steelers, and I'm a defensive guy. You guys know that. But I the Steelers can't keep pace. Buffalo's offense is, is elite, pace. though. Well, like Stephon so Diggs is Dylan, was the I don't best think single I don't, acquisition. Got Ten more points than the Steelers on the season, and given up about a hundred more. <laughs> you mean offense? Yeah. That there, I would take Buffalo's off and so Pittsburgh's Pittsburgh offense was a lot heartbeat. better at the beginning of the year. Uh, I think Pittsburgh offense has been and fine, Stephon, except for these last three weeks where so they faced the Ravens, better. which is usually except a low the last scoring game. Month. No, 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 not the last month. The last three weeks. Sorry, the last three games. The Ravens rivalry game usually low scoring. They only scored nineteen points. Washington, one of the better defenses in football. You know this. And then obviously last week against the Bills, third game in twelve days. You are exhausted. You're not doing a damn thing anyway. You're, you're right. So Buffalo scoring 26 against Pittsburgh and 34 against San Francisco the week before. You're right. You're right. The the so, Pittsburgh so offense lot, is just so much better. I didn't better. say it was. I said, well, you had a lead yeah, offense you're talking about. Lot, Pittsburgh's only 10 points behind them. Listen, it goes back to what I said at the beginning. It goes back to what I said at the beginning of the year, and Ryan scoffed at it. You can't stop White Lightning. Okay. You can only try to contain <laughs> Okay, no, no, no. Let's be very, very, very clear on this. It is the truth. 
it was the best offseason acquisition in the NFL by far in my mind. Josh Allen's success is completely tied oh, to Stephon Oh, we just talked. What are you I doing? Know, you're I, ruining I, it. So it's important <laughs> to have a really good one. You're ruining it. I understand. John Brown and Cole Beasley are nothing. Not, look. It's that is my, not true. Look, Cole Beasley might be the best team. slot receiver I'm in t- football. I was being sarcastic. That's true. No, I look. I don't know what to tell you other than what I know based on following this team. Stefan Diggs been is awesome, the but he's not I, like, literally why. He oh is the God. reason this offense is this good. He is nah, explicitly. Don't just spend like an hour agreeing with the one about receivers. One of the good and now you're giving him credit that belongs. <laughs> That belongs to an all-American <laughs> He's he's not a he's not a white black receiver. What My apologies. You you would call Stefan a bit uh, thuggish. I think is the word you would when? use. When the opposite of RG three is this what you're saying? Why? I don't understand where this is coming from. Oh, who, Paul is making Rob Parker proclamations. I don't even it's know a, where this a whole lot of talk to get bounced out in the AFC Championship game. By, by a team that's won 21 I mean, that's of his last like 22 a bad games, season. including last year's Super Bowl. So I'm fully with Dylan on what he was talking about before, where it's the Chiefs and everyone else. Like you got the you have oh, the greatest quarterback. The, I, I the Chiefs are time, on top until somebody knocks them off. Maybe the greatest compliment of just offensive weapons for you. You have Travis Kelsey. You have Tyreek Hill. Uh, yeah, your running backs. I mean, they've probably been more disappointing than you want. But and the running backs <laughs> now, like it doesn't matter. Hey, right, I don't they're know. Not bad. They're not the, do, they're not the worst running okay. back tandem uh, in the league. But they're for certainly ru- not the best. For a rookie, he's doing all right. And you don't need him to be the best. Is there an NFC team that could play Giants to the Chiefs Patriots 18 and 0 run? Spoiler. I do. Uh, oh, I'll help you out with that very easily. And it's the team that just like I said in terms of Tennessee, it is the one team that could slow the game down and has the mind to do it. That's the Los Angeles Rams, especially now that so Cam Akers has I'm taken over go, that running back I'm, job full I'm going to go in a predictable di- direction, but for an unpredictable reason, because I actually think they compare very well to that Giants team. Um, I'm going to go with the Bucks, And the reason I say that is because, no, no so listen. God. So they have no. been really up and down this Jesus. season. Really up and down, just like the yeah. Giants. Almost like they're 43 just like the Giants. dinosaur Their quarterback, quarterback is Pretty good receivers on that team too. Probably not elite anymore. Giants did not have. No, yeah, right? Giants did not have. <laughs> Giants did that. Well, I do think they've been so up and down. Giants did not have an elite quarterback. <laughs> the Giants' playoff run was due to their extremely talented but up and down defense, especially on the defensive line, taking whoa, over. Whoa, okay, hold on. What? Ooh. You th- okay, this is something where I actually really disagree with you. I think that for the playoffs, the Rams' defense is actually better suited. What are you talking about? I didn't say anything about better suited. I'm comparing the Bucks and the Giants. No, right but, now. but I'm saying I know I'm saying by your comparison, I think that the Bucks' defense and the Rams' defense, which would be more emblematic of that Giants' team. So I think it's the, the Rams. problem is the Rams. I don't think can score enough. I just don't see it happening. I don't think. Whereas. The pieces are in place that if everything goes well, 
some crazy shit can happen with, against Tampa. I, I don't see the same happening with, like, I just think Tampa's a lot like the Giants that year. Like, I think they're a very similar team. You wait, so you think, I see much more of the Rams being more like that, honestly. Like, the running game for Tampa Bay is nowhere near I, I, as that consistent, is, that, it's nowhere near as good. That could be, the running game is really, that would be like the one bone that you could really pick. But, you're telling me Leonard Fournette <laughs> can't have a Brandon Jacobs run? Have you seen how uh, Leonard Fournette? Wait, no, no. So you think, have you seen <laughs> no, him play football? He hasn't football? Played he drops lately. like five passes a game. He has not played what? football in the last month. <laughs> no, like, okay, Leonard Fournette of two years ago, maybe. But, like, the, the, the this is the reason why I have an issue with what you're saying. Like, yes, Tampa Bay could theoretically, like, of the two teams, who is going to keep score with Camp t- or but, with so this is more? Yeah, I agree. It would be Tampa, but Tampa will not do the two things you need to beat Kansas City. You cannot chase and race with them. You have to ball control, which I know Los Angeles can do better than Tampa. Just a couple years ago when New England beat Kansas City, that's exactly what they did. They chased and raced with them. This is not the same Tom Brady team. I know it's not, but I'm I'm just... just... And it's not, and also it's not the same coaching staff. I would much more take McVeigh against Andy Reid than I would. Do not, uh, do not dismay God Bruce Arians right now. What is wrong with you? Why do you like this? No, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm no. It's it's more a compliment to McVeigh than it is a detriment to mm-hmm. Arians. But McVeigh, you know how I feel. But I think he is the best coach outside of Andy Reid right now. He is proven it because he had a running back team of a bunch of scrubs and look at how good their running game is right now that matters in the playoffs and it matters what if you go up <laughs> against kansas city it all matters but so that's that's th- what the, the reason i like the tampa be. bay comparison in new york so much is it wasn't expected out of new york it came they struggled they had an up and down season and it came out of nowhere like it's it's not like it was before everyone's picking like, oh, New York's a team New England's got to watch out for. It's New England got hot and they rode their defensive line and hitting on big plays in important moments, which obviously the Tampa offense is capable of doing. But that New York team also had a running game that is absolutely superior to anything Maybe, Tampa Bay. Maybe until Tampa Bay Put seven on the line, including Gronk. Now Leonard Fournette. the rock. I, I, I okay. So, so out of the NFC, you think it is Tampa Bay? I think Tampa would be the Giants. Like that's the that's just the comp for me. No, no, no. I'm not asking for oh, for who I think who I think is going to win the NFC. Yeah. That I'm the I'm the Rams still. I very much think that the Rams are the one team out of all of these that is best built for playoff time. And they have the best coach, so. Best coach is high praise, man. And I like McVay a lot. No, I stand, I stand by it. I, 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 with the roster he has, no one expected the Rams to be this good. No one. And anyone who says otherwise, they're just trying to be the smartest guy in the room. <laughs> I mean, a couple years ago, we thought the Rams were going to be here every year. The, the, the Rams are only unexpected this year because of how poor last year was. By expectation. 
because he had stars, and then the minute he threw them out out the window, then, coaching took over. Like, their offense is good enough. They have a good enough receiving core. The quarterback isn't great, but the running game is, again, elite and the best in the, in the league, in my opinion, based on scheme. And even though at first Jalen Ramsey, the trade looked pretty fucking bad, he's been playing fantastic, like low-key. He has been great. He's shut down basically every number one receiver he's come across this year. And Aaron Donald's Aaron Donald still. Not trying to be cliche, but it's true. Man. I, I, I don't see how any of the teams above them, like New Orleans against the Rams, I don't think it's close, honestly. Green Bay would be a little closer, but I think that the scheming would make it so L.A. would do better. And all the teams below them, I don't trust Seattle at all. I don't trust... Tampa, now, Tampa has the most theoretical upside, but I don't trust that's going to happen with a 43-year-old quarterback. And between Arizona, no fucking chance, or Minnesota, or Chicago, no. The Rams, Tell to me, me are the best position. Tell me why you don't see it with New Orleans, who has an offense and a really good defense, and have not played one oh game God. this year with the whole team healthy. You have not seen one game this year with Kamara, Thomas, and Breeze all in the lineup. Number one, because I've already seen the Rams outplay New Orleans in the playoffs. I do not care Excuse about a final miss call because play don't be in that, that spot was, That was the first gifted place. call. Changed the whole game. Okay. Whatever you could. It's fine because they got to a Super Bowl and Drew Brees has That was in the a game decade. to get him to the Super Bowl. <laughs> how many times? It's not like they did anything after how that many, game to how prove many it. That was the game. How? How many? No, no. How many times has Mr. Respect the fucking flag screwed up in the playoffs? How many times do we have to see this before you just admit it? And on top of that, he's ancient. He can't throw down the field. Their running game is not going to be the same as long as they have this old-ass quarterback. And I'm sorry, but if Los Angeles is going to be running the football and New Orleans is running the football, which defense is going to shut it down it's more? Just, it's going to be Aaron okay, you fucking keep he Donald. Can't throw. He absolutely can still throw. And with having Emmanuel Sanders on one side, Mike Thomas on the other, and a compliment of oh, backs behind him. Oh, my him, God, Emmanuel Sanders. And, oh, Jesus. L- Latavius. I remember his freaking name, former freaking Viking. Latavius Murray. Yeah, Latavius Murray, thank you. That's a compliment of weapons for one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time who still can get it done despite what you think. He can. He, he was. And he hasn't. Before he got hurt, he was. I, you're right. You're right. I forgot the I forgot the multiple Super Bowl rings that he won or the multiple Super Bowls he's been to. My mistake. My apologies. I'm sorry. What? Who did the New Orleans Saints get bounced by last year? Was it broke as uh, fuck? Kirk Cousins? Oh, 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 I'm sorry. I thought that, that Drew Brees got it done. Oh, so I thought bl- Drew oh, so Brees was the man. Not stopping the other team when he gave him the lead at the end of the game. Drew Brees was a part of an offense that was scoring like 40 points every regular season. And in the playoffs, they kept getting bounced because he screwed up and choked. That is what he is. You don't accept it, but I don't know what more you need to see. And you'll see it again. Like, I know this will happen. They will not go to the Super Bowl. It will not happen. This year, this man is known for 18 touchdowns and three interceptions the entire year. For over 2,000 yards in half a season. He's on his way to 4,000 yards and 36 touchdowns. And you're saying he can't get it done. Like, what do you want from your quarterback? Not when it matters. Again, not where it matters. Why do you keep caring about regular season? Kansas City is proof this this shit is a joke. 
It doesn't matter until January. And in January, especially if they play outside, New Orleans will not win. We have seen it since the start of Drew Brees' career in Chicago to now. I, I, I agree with Matt. Absolutely agree with Matt. Like, New Orleans has such a complete team. And you are right, Dylan, in the fact that oh my God. Drew Brees is probably the bottleneck for them. And he is not what he was. But he's still a good football player. And, like, and I mean good. I mean, like, more than acceptable. Do I think this team would be better than my Stafford quarterback? Sure I do. But come on, man. This team, this team is still the class of the NFC. Okay. You know what? You know what's hilarious is that we, you guys, keep talking about about oh, this team is so great, so great. Since Drew Brees has been in New Orleans, they have made the NFC title game three times. There were five years in a row that he was wasted with a shitty as all hell defense, and you know it. They did that man. I mean, no I thought we were talking about 2020, for five but I guess. years in a row, they wasted that man. I, I really thought we were talking about 2020, but if you guys want to. I mean, okay, I can talk about 2020 as well, or the last three years where he lost to the Vikings twice. Well, they, the Vikings the were the team that I contended. Yeah, again, that was the defense that got it, that did not get it done for him twice. We saw the player hit the wrong freaking <laughs> button on the Xbox, and he dove instead of tackled. Don't know what the hell he was thinking. Again, game-winning touchdown in overtime with the Vikings, who got the ball first. This is not Drew Brees' fault. Drew Brees' fault is one spot and one spot only. Overtime against the Rams with one the interception. Song, but it never should have been there in the first place if the refs had done their fucking job. <laughs> you can make all the excuses you want, but I'm going to be vilified in the Super Bowl. I, 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 like, it's going to be fantastic. I'm going to be here. You're going to be crying you your vilified. dick off. Like, you're is gonna it vindicated? Be... <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Yeah, you'll be vilified too, if Drew Brees makes the Super Bowl. Oh my wow. goodness. All right. I... <laughs> Look, I am either way because I'm sitting here in, in, in doing exactly the truth here because, again, Drew Brees is absolutely the reason this team won't succeed further. And you, I, 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 want, I, I don't want to say anymore. I just want to wait. I know so certainly that the Saints are going to get over you're gonna make all the excuses in the world for him that you want but the, he will have as many rings as he had the last five times he's dylan, been in the playoffs dylan, one dylan. so we're, that's it where did he touch you <laughs> so you're picking you're picking the rams matt's picking the saints paul are you picking the bucks to win the nfc yeah, no, no, apparently. yeah. Oh. oh to win the nfc no um i want them to i'll be rooting for them but who, i'm gonna Oh, it's really tough for me between the Packers and the Saints. I was hoping really you were going to pick the Bucks, um, and I was going to pick the Packers just so we could all be different, and then we could throw wait, a, you can't, throw a hang bet on, on it. Ryan, wait, Ryan, you're giving up oh, on your man. Cowboys? As soon as Dak went down. <laughs> I think I said the Rams were winning their division, though, I'm happy about. Oh, I maybe, know. Maybe not. It hurts so much. No, I, 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 gotta, I just no. think the Saints are the most complete team, but I, you can pick the Packers, and I'm not going to be bad. Oh, you're stupid, oh. too. All right. No, I, I, want, like I, want, right. I wanted to have a Wait, four, who do you even have? It? Oh, you, but I guess not. You guys don't want to have fun. Do you, you have the Rams? Boy, bum-ass Brady. Do you have the Do you have the Rams in the NFC, Dylan? You have the Rams in the huh? NFC? 
<laughs> no, every other team just, uh, just they can't run the ball, sure. they can't play defense, and they can't throw the ball. <laughs> I don't know. I like both the Rams and the Saints. I'll pick the Packers, what a though. Let's get some variety on this podcast. And I think I, I think I picked them last year what to make the that, Super Bowl, no. and they didn't. So this year they're gonna they're gonna reward my loyalty. Oh my goodness. Yeah, the problem is they ran into an NFC nah, West team that was more physical than they are, and it's going to happen again. No, another year under Lafleur. Rodgers playing better than he's played in like five that's years. That's just that's neither of the two they teams got, that they you got mentioned. A great I don't receiver. like that. Like I'm not okay with that. No. <laughs> <laughs> this again. No, I okay. The reason the the Green Bay is doing so well is because okay, credit where credits due. Aaron Rodgers is playing great. Like, just, he is. Like, he, he had a really bad last two years, and he now he's playing fantastic again. Like, it just is what it is. But, I knew he was going to have a good year this year. Hey, it's neither here nor there, because they, like, okay, in fairness, the thing that so many people wanted from the Lions to do, Green Bay did, and look what happened. They drafted a quote-unquote replacement. Aaron Rodgers got pissed as shit and set the world on fire. So. I mean, he can still be the replacement. It just might be. No, a I know, but, uh, but down the road. that's the whole thing that Detroit people have wanted so long. Draft Stafford's replacement, even if he never plays. At least Stafford has a fire under his ass, and then he balls the fuck out. See, I I think that's like a ridiculous thought, to be honest. Like, no, no I'm all for it. You always got to have. Stafford hasn't been held back by lack of a quarterback behind him. Well, no, he's been. Held back by the fact that the franchise has made him not care. Not okay. This year, maybe. Apathy is has been his worst enemy. It's just I, th- this year, yeah. I mean, but I mean, what are you supposed to do at this point? I like, didn't say that it's his fault. I know. But that it's is it's just truth. sad. It's so sad. <laughs> uh, Ryan and I united in hating white yeah. quarterbacks of the NFC. That's so like. For real, that'd be the that's the only reason why I didn't like jump on the Rams because I like them as a team and I like all their players. I still don't know that I trust Jared Goff, and I don't no, even think he's that bad. But sometimes he's he's just no, so sometimes he's bad. that bad. But okay, but the fact <laughs> and then that, it makes me sad because I always thought he was good. Okay, but the fact that he has Cam Akers now definitely matters. It does because he, his game is play action. We all know this, but the. That's, that doesn't help him not be Jared Baker's Goff. Not even the best running back on the team. I mean, it kind of does. <laughs> They've won four of their last five games. They beat Seattle, Tampa Bay, Everyone's Arizona, Seattle in the last and month. New England. Oh, 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 oh! Who said that? <laughs> Who said that, Matt? Russ Buss heard you arguing with me. He was like, "Yeah, but take the other side because he liked me first. Uh, hey, you know what? Russ just made it easier for me to say that Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL now. Just made it easy. Russ's real chance at the MVP, and he's like, I'm just going to shit all over it. It, it, No, he's going to literally throw it away. (laughs) He said, I I still don't want it. If he'd have thrown it away more often, this this wouldn't be a problem, and he wouldn't have so many damn interceptions. (laughs) You're sick. Okay. You're gonna is, win. You're gonna win our bet, for us, but, bus. dude, it just was barely, way and it shouldn't even be freaking close. <laughs> oh, that that Giants game in particular. Oh my Jesus God, Christ, Are man! Are you kidding me? That was horrible. <laughs> yeah. Although to be fair, I have a chance because it's Washington, the Rams, and the 49ers. I have a chance. 
Not a lot, because I think the San Fran team is probably going to tank, but we'll see. Because how many do they got to win? Uh, well, they are, they're they, they at have to nine. Win ten for me to, they have to win one more for me to win. If it stays where it's at, it's a push. I'm playing for the push right now. Oh, you've got three <laughs> games to win one? Yeah. Or two? You're at a push now? Yeah, yeah we're at a yeah, push. Yeah, nine now. was the oh, push. Yeah, for they a, for a one, Seattle team, that's fucked. no fighting to still get in the playoffs. I know. Dylan, Dylan is boned. I, I don't know. I don't know yet. We don't know. Because their their schedule is pretty fucking hard. So. Russ, Russ playing this bad lately and you still being boned is a testament to how bad of a bet this was. No, it's because of how fucking good they started and how shit that team actually is. Oh, so the Chicago Bears accept with the quarterback. Yes. Pretty <laughs> much. 100%. And all, they can't all run... offense and no defense. That's a good... Well, <laughs> right, it's the right. reverse. The, in, the inverse. <laughs> Inverse Bears. Yeah, how how the you know, fuck you know is why? that Jamal Adams Seattle actually going? has wide receivers. No. Oh <laughs> my god! Wait, yeah. hold on. Chicago is one of the best receivers in the NFL. Also, Agreed. Anyone so else Seattle. Know that all of our teams that we <laughs> picked to win the league is has really good wide receivers, or is that just me? Did I, am I the only one to notice that? Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot that Cooper Cup is tearing up the entire league. Yeah, I uh, the Rams the combination are of like Cooper Cup and Robert Woods is pretty damn good. Yeah, Robert Woods yeah, doesn't I, show up for half the game. He doesn't have to. Cooper Cup shows up for those ones. Oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> that is – the Rams are definitely not the team you want to point to to elite receiver production. Right, right. Okay, yeah, because – They got better receivers than the Colts do. And the best receiving <laughs> unit in the NFL is struggling with the greatest quarterback, most achieving quarterback ever in NFL history. Oh, so. oh wait, here's another one. You want to talk about the examples for why having good receivers doesn't fucking help you. Minnesota has arguably the best. Well, it's not that it doesn't division. help. It's not that it doesn't help. Well, you it's know what I mean. You know, they're what I mean. just the least. No, see, Listen, Seattle's if you have everything you else, can put Tyler you Lockett. over the top. And they're still struggling to make the playoffs, dude. Because their Come defense on. has no D. It's an defense. Yeah, it's almost like defensive players are more important than receivers. And oh, no, having balance knew? is important because they can't run the goddamn ball. So if Russ sucks, then their shit is over. Over. Oh, yeah, like, and again, okay, we want to talk about another team with great receivers. Arizona has Hopkins, and they're barely 500. Well, that's because their quarterback can't see over the line, so. You're goddamn right. That's, that's what I'm saying. Because they don't have defense either. Yeah, it literally has a Muppet at quarterback. <laughs> hey, don't talk about Good him like fantasy, All these receivers and no defense. Good at fantasy, though. Look, 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 Kyler Murray. Better than Stafford. Kyler Murray is, is for I Ryan. I will fight the, you. Ryan uses the Rooney rule when it comes to being a fan of black quarterbacks, and Kyler is no exception. Wait. Sorry. Uh, every black quarterback that's better than Stafford I love. <laughs> Which is almost all of them. Uh, <laughs> Except Teddy Touchdowns. Not there yet. <laughs> all right. Enough of this pro shit. Let's get down to the college levels and make some picks. You want to make the picks? The college level, I'm honestly sad. The college level super lit this week. And there is two great group of five games, and neither are on our picks. Well, why didn't you put them on our picks? I didn't put them on our picks because there are just a lot better games, and we Maybe also have to pick. because he doesn't believe pick. his own bullshit about Cincinnati. That's why. <laughs> oh, stop it. Cincinnati was actually the game that got eliminated, and it got eliminated I after, it after I remembered, oh, yeah, Michigan State Wait, plays this week, and we always pick the local you, you remember put them in the picks? Right. We always he, pick the local He remembered teams. Michigan State didn't run from the competition. 
He's like, yes. I got to put him on. We're running from the competition by having 20 football players able to play football right now. That's, that's correct. That's how you beat Maryland. Or okay. Minnesota, excuse right. me. I, I would have loved to have played Maryland. That would have actually maybe got us a win. But unfortunately, yeah. we literally couldn't. Uh, but anyway, we'll, we'll go through all these very, very good games. Uh, Northwestern. 14th ranked Northwestern. This is the Big Ten Championship game. Uh, obviously, this is going to be on here no matter what. It is the worst of the games, probably. Uh, they're a 20.5-point dog to Ohio State. Now, I believe the game is being played in India as normal. Uh, I believe so. Because it just but, says Northwestern versus Ohio State. It doesn't say at on either side. I know this is a weird year, but we'll assume it's being played in India like, as the Big Ten Championship yeah, is supposed so. to be played. And uh, we got 14th-ranked Northwestern, 20.5-point dogs, Ohio State. Fourth-ranked, by the way, just in the playoffs. Obviously, if they win this, they're in. But Big Ten had to change the rules just to get them to this spot. Well, they wouldn't have to if, if certain teams wanted to play them. Oh, However, my God. <laughs> it, it is what it is. It's this is a weird game because Ohio State they don't really need style points to win. They just need to win in their end. I don't really. I guess they could. They're going to bump up to third uh, when Clemson and Notre Dame play. Uh, you know, whichever one loses, that doesn't really change it though. Except they don't have to play Alabama, so maybe they want to do that. I don't know. I'm going to take Ohio State to to put on the style points that they don't really need. This is tough because Northwestern has a pretty decent defense. Now it's against competition that they've played and it hasn't been always the best in the Big Ten this year. But they're allowing less than five yards per snap, which is in top five in the nation. Their offense, not so good. <laughs> so They're not that bad. They're, they're, yeah, eh, they're eh, at best. So with Ohio State, it kind of comes down to what I think what Ryan was hinting at is, you know, how bad does Ohio State want to beat Northwestern? They really want to go for the jugular all the time and take this game by that the is so disrespectful. points and put style, style points on there. I don't think they're going to feel like they have to go for all that. I think a win and a double-digit win is enough. And I think a 17-point win gets the job done. It still looks pretty impressive. And that's still a cover for Northwestern. So I'll go with the Wildcat. So AJ and Don, uh, they're on the Ohio State beatdown train with Ryan. I'm with you, man. Like, I, it's too many points. It's just too many points. Ohio State's not – I mean, I don't, they barely beat Rutgers by 20 points. Like, they have no need – to throttle this game and win by a million. And this is the most important game Northwestern's played in a long time. A millennia. Like, this is huge for them. Is that going to make them come out and win this game against a vastly superior team? No. But they're absolutely going to give all they have for all 60 minutes. And. I, I just, 20 and a half is so much. You're giving me the half on top of 20. Like, they can win by 20 points and not cover. I have to take Northwestern. I mean, it's just, it's a smart play. I'm going to take Northwestern. We have, I believe this is the Big 12 championship. Uh, it is. Oklahoma okay. and Iowa State. 10th ranked Oklahoma. Five and a half point favorites over 6th ranked Ohio State. Uh, what? Iowa State. What'd I say? What you I said say? Ohio State. What'd I say? Ohio State. I Ohio State. They're, they're playing Iowa three State. games in 12 days, too. My bad. No, Iowa State. I, it's Iowa State. Jesus. Iowa State wins. They might be in the playoff. They're probably in the playoff if they win this game. 
Uh, yeah, maybe. She, um, I do think that Oklahoma's season started horrifically. So for them, if they can at least win the Big 12, they're not going to go to the playoff. I think they probably feel like it's a, you know, a salvaged season. Hey, we got something out of it, which is exactly why I think they're going to fall short. Give me Iowa State, and then give me that they're going to be that fifth-ranked team, and they're going to be super, super pissed about it. <laughs> Who's going to be fourth? It'll be Notre Dame after a Clemson, close loss Notre to Clemson. Clemson, Notre Dame both getting in over them, man. So the last time these two teams met, it was at Iowa State, and the Cyclones beat the Sooners 37-30. to that was back in October. Since that time period, Oklahoma, their defense has gotten a lot better. Uh, they've got some running back help that they didn't have originally. And this is not at Iowa State, which where obviously the Cyclones play a lot better. This is in a Big Ten, cha- a Big Ten, Big Twelve championship environment. Uh, Oklahoma much more suited for this environment than Iowa State. I understand it's not going to be the fans like it is, but it's still a magnitude of this game that Oklahoma is used to. Iowa State is not. Uh, I think Oklahoma wins. I think they win by a touchdown. Last I checked, seven's more than five and a half, so I'll go with the Sooners. Yeah, we talked about the rough start that Oklahoma had to the season. Iowa State started with a 17-point loss. 17-point loss to the Ragin' Cajuns. Louisiana Lafayette. It doesn't get worse than that. Like You don't have a worse start than that. They've played a lot better since, obviously, but so is Oklahoma State or Oklahoma. And I we talked a lot about this this year. Like, and I poo-pooed on Oklahoma so much the first half of the year. Uh, they should have started legitimately one in three. Um, they should have lost to Texas and didn't deserve to win that game. Uh, and they were zero and two already in in uh, Big Twelve play. The fact that they've recovered the way they haven't gotten to this point is huge. In the beatdown that they put on Oklahoma State, who, by the way, was favored, I'm pretty sure, in that game, unreal. They have completely flipped the script, and they have righted everything that was wrong with them. They are, at this point in time, right now, a lot better team than Iowa State. I think the spread is actually too low. I understand why it's where it's at. But I, I'm comfortably picking Oklahoma on this one. Don agrees with me and Matt. AJ agrees with Ryan. I think three of us are going to be right. We have a rematch that doesn't feel like a rematch. It genuinely, to me, doesn't. And I'm very jaded about this. It makes me bitter and angry. I don't feel like these two teams have truly played yet. We have Clemson and Notre Dame. And it also, this is what I hate about rankings so much. So much hate about rankings. Notre Dame ranked higher than Clemson because they beat Clemson when Clemson didn't have a quarterback. It's ridiculous. Ranking, you should be ranking the teams. Like, whatever team is better gets the highest rank. I don't care about head-to-head. I don't care about record. I care about what team is better right now. And Clemson has Trevor Lawrence back, and Clemson Clemson is a vastly superior team. But third-ranked Clemson is 10.5-point favorites over second-ranked Notre Dame. That's right. Your lower-ranked team is a double-digit favorite. Fix your fucking ranking. Well, they don't set the spread. <laughs> but uh, I think this game is going to be closer than 10.5, and, and it sets up perfectly for the committee to say, hey, look, these were the four best teams. Two of them played each other, and they played each other both close. They played each other close both times, so now they're both in the playoffs. Fuck Texas A&M, fuck Iowa State, everybody else. Uh, 
I, so I do think that that's what's going to happen. Give me Notre Dame in this game to lose by maybe just 10 even, but that'll still give him the cover. Yeah, the hook's rough, and a backdoor cover seems likely to me in this situation. Um, I understand Clemson's better, and I really think Clemson wins this game, um, and I don't think it's that much of a scare. I think they keep Notre Dame at uh, arm's, arm's length for most of the second half, but I see a backdoor cover just happening, so I'm going to go with the Irish. AJ's going to be the lone dissenter on this one. Clemson is vastly superior to Notre Dame. Notre Dame is wildly overrated, and I understand that they haven't lost. I understand that they've looked solid at times, but they are nowhere near Clemson's level when both teams play up to their capabilities. I want nothing more than to see Clemson win this game by 40 points and expose Notre Dame for the true frauds that they are. Unfortunately, as we've seen this season, I don't get what I want. And for that reason alone, I'm going to pick Notre Dame to cover the spread. They will absolutely not win this game, though. Not a chance in any universe Notre Dame wins this game. Before we move on to everyone else, uh, where are we in our picks? Oh, yeah. Um, well, see, you made you got another game ahead, so I just skipped that part this week. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, uh, so actually, it, it is cool. We had talked about it a little bit before the podcast. AJ's really making a charge as of late. He went 8-1 and one this week. Perfect 5-0 and oh in the NFL. The only pick that he was wrong about was Wisconsin, which we were pretty much all wrong about is they got blitzed. Matt was the only one who picked that game correctly as he went 4-0 in college. Uh, but AJ with a huge charge. He has went in a few weeks from well under 500 and tied for last place to a – he is in third place now by six games. Don Jeez. and Ryan, having a very poor season, are tied for last place six games behind third place AJ. That's all the right. Pro- the problem is third place AJ is six games ahead of last place is still another six games behind first place. But we do have three of us comfortably above 500 now. Matt, 7-2 and two on the week. Myself, 6-3 and three on the week. Matt gains another game. Matt, three games ahead of me in the race for first place. It is close, though. We are both having a very solid year. Don and Ryan have work to do. Another losing week for both of them last week. 3-6 and six for Don. Really bad. Damn, call us Baker Mayfield. 55-61. and 61. 55 and 61 on the air. We're doing real rough. We're six games back from 500. I really need you guys to pick it up. Like I'm, I'm begging you guys. You got to pick it up this week. We got everyone's got to be above 500. We can't have this worse than a coin flip stuff. So you guys, please. And then AJ is not out of this yet. AJ has stormed back, and it is far from over. But Matt, you're doing a great job holding on by the skin of your tiny freaking teeth. Alrighty, now on to games that matter. Uh, this game was more intriguing before last week happened, but still very important and intriguing. This is that CC championship Before one game. of the coolest interceptions of all time made by LSU? Uh, I think the only play that mattered in that game, genuinely, by the way, uh, because it literally cost them the game, is <laughs> I seen a... <laughs> Ryan knows. I seen something that I haven't seen often. If ever, I actually can't recall ever seeing it. I saw a player take another player's shoe and throw it as far as he could. <laughs> Which I believe extended a drive, if I recall. Uh, yes, it did. And I believe that drive ended in points. 
Yep. I believe that drive literally cost them the game. Um, yeah, Florida, Florida did. It was a weird game. <laughs> uh, it's like LSU's, a senior, too. LSU's kicker hit like a 60-yarder in the fog where you couldn't even see. It wasn't quite 60, but it was a long field goal. It was 57 um, in the fog yeah. and in bright-ass lights like coming beautiful. through the fog. Oh, man. It, it was a wild game. LSU's a bad football team this year, but that's a blip. Right, like Florida's looking yeah, ahead. Florida looking ahead. Yep, <laughs> their their spot is sealed. You got a guy throwing a shoe. I mean, that's where your head is at for this game. Like that's how in tune to this game they were. They're chucking shoes. I mean, come on, man. Um, I'll give them a pass on that. Seventh ranked Florida, seventeen and a half point dogs. The number one ranked Alabama in the SEC championship game. If Florida wins, they're absolutely in the playoff. It doesn't matter if Iowa State wins, they'll jump them. Uh, it doesn't matter if. Notre Dame, Clemson, loser, that'll be out, I think. I, I guess. May, no, yeah, Clemson's not getting two losses over them. No way. No, Florida's in if they win. This is this is a playoff play-in for Florida. Do you think they at least don't embarrass themselves and lose by 17.5 points? Uh, I do think that, that they keep it to 14, 13. Not that it's a close game. I do think they cover, and I don't. I don't know that they're guaranteed and they win, but it's. I mean, they have two losses. It's still kind of tough to keep them out if you already think they're number seven, though. Normally, I have no problem saying Alabama is going to shit all over Florida, but Alabama's defense is not good, and Florida's offense is pretty damn good. Kyle Trask is a good quarterback, and I can see them putting up thirty-five points. Now, is Alabama going to put up fifty-five points? I don't know about that. Florida has had their own issues defensively against really good quarterbacks, and Mac Jones and that offense on Alabama is uh, pretty damn good. I think Florida is able to keep their head up in this one and, you know, probably lose by 11-12, but I don't think 17-and-a-half, so I will go with the Gators. It's too many points against a good team in a game that matters this much, I think. Uh, Florida has... When not not just found a quarterback, but they have one of the biggest receiving mismatches I've seen at the college level, especially from the tight end position. I think, especially with what we've seen as of late, I don't know how Alabama's going to contain him. I don't. And I don't think Florida's going to have trouble scoring. Like Matt said, they're probably going to have trouble stopping Alabama too. Alabama's super good. But 17 and a half points is so god dang many points, man. I ca- I can't do it. I can't possibly do it. In fact, AJ is the only one that can do it. That's it. It's just AJ is on Alabama to win by a million. And that concludes our championship week of college football. We're going to start in the NFL. With a team that has no championship aspirations, as we talk about our local teams once again. Uh, Detroit has a mismatch against Tennessee this week. We actually talked quite a bit about Tennessee tonight. And uh, Stafford's availability is up in the air. I think the spread is actually expecting him to play, which is even sadder. 11-point dogs in Tennessee. I'm going to pick up the slack for AJ this week and be the one to mention my fantasy team. I have Derrick Henry. It is playoff week. It is only right that he goes off for 250 yards. 
and then I get to hear next week about how Ryan Tannehill didn't throw enough, so he's not a good quarterback. Give me Tennessee by 20. Man, this thing went to 11, huh? <sighs> 11 is a lot of points. I mean, I, I can, again, here we go again. Uh, Lions backdoor cover, lose by 10. Give me the Lions. All righty. Uh, Don says no way. But AJ agrees with you, and I agree. There's just too many points. Like, if Stafford plays this game, 11 points is a lot of points to lose by, especially against a team that's not Kansas City the way they play the game. Uh, they're not – I just don't see them scoring over and over and over. I see them scoring almost every time they have the ball because we're not going to stop Derrick Henry. I see them grinding the game away and us having no chance to win. But 11 points, like – I don't know, man. Uh, I'll take Detroit. It's just too many points. Uh, this game, I don't know. New England, a shell of what they've been for the last 20 years. But somehow right around 500 and being kind of relevant, trying to play spoiler. Which is not something New England's been in a position to do ever. Not since I've been watching, anyway. Miami is on playoff life support. We already talked about that quite a bit tonight. But they're just a two-point favorite, even the way they've been playing lately. Just a two-point favorite over a New England team that has been kind of garbage. Yeah, I think some of the inexperience or the the youth of Miami, uh, after Baltimore winning on Monday, they're still right there with Miami on their tail. I think Miami feels a little bit of that pressure. Um, I do think Belichick is able to take advantage of maybe them pressing a little bit too much to try and win the game too hard. Uh, so actually, give me New England here with the outright win. Uh, yeah, I concur with everything Ryan just said. I think the Patriots uh, put a bit of a nail in the Dolphins' playoff chances coffin. So I don't know if we talked about this in podcasts. I know if AJ was here, he would be very upset. Uh, we talked about Bill Belichick against rookie quarterbacks. Track record, not good for rookie quarterbacks. Uh, we saw that with Herbert two weeks ago, right? Uh, yeah, 45 nothing. <laughs> and it was that was pretty nuts, right? Yeah. And Tua has played a lot less than Herbert this year. He got, he got into the lineup a lot later because he didn't pay a team doctor to stab the starting quarterback. In the lung. In the lung. It's <laughs> <laughs> very vicious. Uh... Miami's look good, and I want to pick Miami so bad. But I'm like, do you go against the grain? Bill Belichick, rookie quarterbacks. And you know what? Yes, you go against the grain because Miami's a better team. AJ and Don are on my side. And it's just one more. Why the fuck didn't we pick Tua? Like, right? Like, why didn't we do that? Why isn't he our either trade bait or quarterback of the future? Either I would have been fine with. Just going to piss me off when Miami wins this game by double digits. I'm going to pick Miami in this one. Uh, Dylan is not here for this. So, as great as the college slate was this week, and should have been even better, but we had to pick Michigan State's game, the NFL slate's terrible. I mean, there's only one legitimately good game this week. This is not one of them. Uh, Chicago and Minnesota duking it out for which one is screwing their draft position more. As both of them are out of relevancy they could maybe squeak into the seventh seed if they get hot but even that's unlikely like 
Minnesota's a three-point favorite. Chicago's a bad football team. Minnesota's been underwhelming this year. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think they're both pretty pretty bad <laughs> football teams. I don't, man. I don't like this game. I don't like the spread. I, I'm just going to pick Minnesota because I think they're more likely to win the game. The three points are not. Uh, Bears are trending up. And their offense is trending up as well. You know, averaging like 30-plus points a game lately over the last few weeks. And uh, that Vikings defense is no bueno. And when you can stop their running game even a little bit, it puts a lot of pressure on Kirk Cousins, who more times than not does not come through. Oh, you uh, shut your whore mouth. Hey, I love the man. But it, what happened last week? Well, exactly what I said was going to happen. Tampa Bay put that pressure on Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins trying to win it. Not happening. Uh, I think the similar situation here. I think they perform better. But I don't think they win by three. I'm not even sure they win the game. So I'll go with the Bears. I talked. I just We just had this conversation. The Bears match up really well with Minnesota. Like, just matchup-wise. Strength to strength weaknesses. Like, Chicago is built to beat Minnesota. But at the same time, Minnesota's just a way better team than Chicago. Chicago is garbage. I want and need Dalvin Cook to carry them to a nice win. They already beat Chicago by more than three points in a game. They didn't play well. Chicago has looked even worse since then, showing their true garbage colors. Uh, I'm going to say Minnesota. Easy cover in this one. I'm going to go on Minnesota, and so is everybody. It's just you on Chicago, Matt. And this is how I gain another another game on you guys. Listen, no. Maybe. Actually, until these last two games, we had every pick the same. So I see what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You were trying to cut block my comeback. You, you, I can't catch up to you for picking all the same games. Well, here's your chance. You got to stop. For a game. We got two right here. Let's see if we can keep it going. Uh, Seattle. Russ Wilson has not been the Russ that we've expected him to be. Their defense sucks, and they have had hella struggles lately. And on the flip side of the coin, Washington has been way better than anybody expected lately especially their defense is playing really good ball, which it has to scare you with the way Russ is throwing interceptions like they're candy at a parade. But Seattle's still a five and a half point road favorite. They're still in the thick of the playoffs. Oh, my bad. I thought you were making a pick. Um, Seattle, Washington, five and a half. Boom. I don't know. I talked Washington up. Earlier, yeah, I talked him up earlier. Let me uh, let me put my money where my mouth is. Give me the football team. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that defense is scary with how much Russ has been turning the ball over, and with Seattle not having good defense, there's plenty of opportunities for Washington to hang around in this game. And I think that's exactly what they're going to do. They're going to hang around and lose by like a field goal or so. That's still better than five and a half. So I'll go with the formerly known team as the Redskins. Just you two. I got. I get to make up three games on Matt this week. We got three in a row, different picks. I think this is actually going to be a get-right game for Seattle. Um, I think they're going to put a lot of exercise, a lot of demons this game against a decent football team. Not good, but a decent football team with a good defense. Um, I think we start to see some Russ magic instead of some Russ disaster, and I. I really think this is a game where it's like, all right, 
that's what we've been waiting for. There it is. It's been a we've had a few speed bumps here, but we're gonna be alright. Uh, AJ and Don agree with me, and that takes us to our final game, and the one actually really good football game on the NFL slate this week, provided Drew Brees plays. He is expected to play. Yes. Matt, what are you hearing? Uh, it is still very much up in the air. <laughs> is it? Uh, the spread The spread makes me think he's expected to play. I feel like this is a spread expecting him to play. Kansas City's a three-point favorite. This could be a Super Bowl preview. Yeah, we said earlier when we were talking about the, the Super Bowl and the playoffs – that it's Kansas City and everybody else. I think that still applies here. Give me the Chiefs, even though the Saints have been playing better defense, at least as of late. But whether it's Drew Brees, Taysom Hill, Jameis Winston, whoever gets to start at quarterback, I don't think it's going to matter. See, I think it very much does matter. And I don't think Drew Brees is going to be back in time for this game. So with that, i got to go with the Chiefs. The Saints are the most complete team in the NFL. When number nine's a quarterback. I don't know if Drew Brees is playing. I don't know how he's going to play if he does play. Although I would hope that maybe the rust has even done him some good. The spread is curious to me. It's low. Especially when Drew Brees might not even be playing this football game. Without Drew Brees, I would expect this spread to be 9.5. With Drew Brees, I'd expect it to be 5.5. Like, 3 points. They're begging me to take Kansas City. And you're begging me to take the less complete team. I got to take a shot here. I have to be the lone dissenter. I have to go against all of you. I have to pick New Orleans in this game. And I believe this might be the first week this year that we have not had a unanimous pick. The first time ever. Everything you've been asking for all season. I want, yeah, I want the mix-up. And me and you picked four four straight different games after picking six the same. It's a good close, a good close to picks. I'm going to hopefully win all those four and take first place from you. Yeah, I really yeah. hope not. <laughs> Ryan, do yeah. the thing. So, donate to the uh, Spielman Family Foundation. Face your problems head-on in life, unlike a certain football team that we may be in proximity to. And as always, follow us on all of our social medias, whether it's Twitter, Facebook. You can find our podcast at Podbean and at iTunes. Download, rate, review, share, and subscribe. Got to get that last second dig in the Michigan. Right. Love it. For Ryan Griffin, <laughs> Paul Roshan, and Dylan Bear, I'm Matt Basson. We are Sports Carnage. Thank you for spending a couple hours with us this week. We'll be back with you all next week.